What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from West End Cigars inside the Members Lounge. I am Aaron. This is Mark. Mark, we were supposed to have a football guest on tonight, but we were. shit happens, but we had to call an audible. Oh, you like that? Yeah, that's you nice. like that fucking shit right there? Yeah, this is a good audible. <laughs> you know what? So, you know, found out today, uh, Gary couldn't make it, so we're going to do it uh, a couple this weeks is, from now. This is a Lane Kiffin worthy audible. This is an audible, <laughs> but, you know, it's good to be in my position when I, where I have friends in the industry. Yeah. So it's like, all right. Yeah. So I call up good buddy of mine, Swinney, who uh, is up in KC. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know what? We need to get you on a show because their shop just reopened. Yeah. This is, uh, <clears throat> um, La this is your this second is- favorite shop in the entire favorite world. Maybe Scallywag and this one tied for second, or this is probably second. You know, Weston is, is one by right. far. You work there. You're, and then, and you're then, morally obligated and then, to say and that. And then 1A will be La Quitera. Yeah, up in KC, and one C would be Scallywags. Just yeah, but you know KC is home. One B, you're so one, one just B going through the <laughs> <laughs> alphabet. Yeah, there just, a little just bit. fuck it all up. But so who we have on tonight uh, is Mike Staus, the COO of uh, of that cigar shop. How are you doing tonight, my man? I am doing quite well. Thanks for having me. It's uh, a last minute deal, but I am more than happy to. Uh, Keep the sports analogy going, pitch head for you guys. Hey, you know, wait, you know, this is a shit show sometimes, and everybody just sees a little bit behind baseball, and yeah. you know, that's how it is. But well, uh, I mean, in all honesty, we've been wanting to have uh, you, somebody from the shop, on yeah, for, I've, for I've, a long time. I've been wanting to sure. go up there, and it's just like, you know what? You, I mean, literally, the shop just opened up what last Friday, reopened up, you moved wow. locations. Uh, uh, Last Saturday, last Saturday, we, uh, we pulled, well, it wasn't this last Saturday, but the previous Saturday, so this upcoming Saturday, two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, we pulled some serious hours and then the co-owner with Swinney, um, you know, I looked at him and I said, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we could probably work on this for another week, but I'd hate to miss another weekend. And so yeah. we, we opened the doors, we threw out the bat signal on social media and we welcomed our family back home. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm, I was so happy to, you know, to see, um, to see y'all got uh, best cigar shop in KC last year after you were only open for, I believe like nine or 10 months. And there's some heavy hitters up, um, up in KC, right? Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got two outlaw stores. Um, we've got, uh, two Diebel stores and that's a multi-generational mm-hmm. store. Um, mm-hmm. so a lot of respect with Kurt Diebel up there. Um, we've got cigar room in the summit. We've got Fidel's in Westport where, as we're talking about my story, Ben and I actually worked together and I trained him on his first night uh, working at Fidel's when I was moonlighting there when I was working with Zycar at the same time. Um, and then we've got Cigar Merch now at Blue Springs. We've got Ash Cigars in North Kansas City. So there's there's a litany yeah. of shops in the KC area. And yeah, so 2019, we won it. Um, it was being open November 2018. And then voting started basically September of 2019. So yeah, it was less than a year when we captured it. And then we were nominated. Um, the results will be published in the pitch Kansas city uh, publication. I'm sure you're familiar with Aaron, uh, November 1st. And we've got a pretty good feeling good. about good. 2020. Good. So, um, it, it, we, it speaks to our loyal customers, our loyal following that we have that a shop that could be closed. So not only through the pandemic, um, but we actually got booted out of the building we were in. Yeah. Um, so we were actually, physically closed without a home from essentially end of March until just two weeks ago. And our guys wow. came through and voted and voted and voted. And we're, we're excited to see if we're two time champs. 
Yeah, I mean, you're, awesome. you're, you know, you're you're t- you're defending right now. You got to you got to defend that belt and everything. But no, I liked it because I've been. There, funny, I mean, funny, you should mention a belt. Funny, you should mention a belt. So when he actually had a belt made, oh, that's, it's on our social oh, media. You I, have to check. I could. He see actually that. had the belt made with alligator skin. It is in the humidor above our Romacraft collection. <laughs> you know, that's a pretty good idea. You know, just like. You know, the winner gets the belt, and you just—that's bragging rights for a year. It's just like fantasy football. You get, you get the trophy. I mean, you want you you want the fuck, fucking hardware, so you got to try well, to get you got to try to get it. And as the saying goes, it's not cocky if you can back it up. But oh. our logo is the centerpiece of the belt, so it, 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 <laughs> it's it's probably gonna stay home for a while. <laughs> you want yeah. it, so I mean, you want it, they, yeah. So. But yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll get into uh, we'll get into the shop sure, a little bit. So Josh was up there last week. Was he, was he last week? I know he was going. I, oh, he got pushed. I think he's going at the end of this month. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought he was going up because uh, he was. Yeah. He was very happy that he was going to beat you to the new shop. He probably will still ecstatic. be <laughs> ecstatic. I think would be the proper term. Was that he was going to touch down first? He he will probably still beat me to the shop, but yeah, no. Uh, I'll just have to like one up and be like, yeah, why don't you go ahead and grab something like out of my locker up there? And then uh, <laughs> right. you have a locker. Up there? Uh, I'll, I'll make sure to get one before he goes up there. Okay. Right? okay. I'm going, wow. Yeah, okay. I mean, we, have to, uh, we have to do it all online now. So yeah, we, we can make that happen from right there where you're sitting. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. we do that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I, I mean, I heard so much about the, the first shop um, and how amazing it was. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm excited I, Although I'm not allowed to go to Kansas City, I know, being a St. Louis guy. Um, But I'm excited to get up there. One of the things pre-COVID that I was excited was to take the Aaron tour of Kansas City and see all the uh, bad Kansas City places. Go see Kauffman Stadium. Oh, God. Here we go. Yeah. So, okay. So, are you... Let, let's look. Let, let's 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 look. Let's learn a little bit about Mike. Are you sure. from are you from and KC? It, I'm from, I wouldn't even necessarily call it the KC area. I grew up in a small town, a uh, half hour north of Topeka. Okay. So I'm, I was about an hour and a half away. So I, w- I was in the area. Yeah. But yeah, I've been in the KC area since 2009. Okay. Um, with a small stint going back to Topeka with my wife and I, um, then fiance got together. But no, I, I consider myself a Kansas City. I've been around. Once you hit a decade, I think you can claim it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, sure. I mean, you're, 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 a, you're a Midwesterner by far. So right. That's a, uh, it, it, you got, yeah, you got I Kansas mean, city, you got yeah, like Omaha. I mean, that's the biggest right. cities around there. So, right. Right. So chiefs fan. Sure. Absolutely. Royals fan. Did, did that hurt you to say that Mark? <laughs> no, that's fine. Cause you guys are horrible this year. We were okay. Well, you know, no, you weren't okay. We were like four games so out what, of making the what's playoffs. What's your take on Mike Matheny? You happy with Mike? Matheny? You know, it, you know, I, it, this is a horrible year to try to judge him against, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, between for baseball, it was, I agree it really you. is. It really is. It you know, and it's, I, I, it was just a funky year all the way around. And the Aaron, fact that they're holding the world series in Texas, just because you can have fans there. Right. right. Eh, it just takes away, it takes away from the spirit of the game. I mean, it does. I agree with but, that. Baseball yeah. supposed to be, but I'm looking for, field. yep, I agree. Exactly. And, um, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, I, I'm looking forward to next year to, to really get a better idea of what he's bringing to the table as far as what baseball goes. Yeah. I was hoping to see one last Gordo 
you know, at bat, but you know, yeah. that kind of sucks. Yeah, but yeah. but it's it's nice to see somebody play their whole career the, in their home in their hometown team yeah. and the team oh, yeah, that they absolutely. root for as a kid, you know. And the only team he, I mean, number four is going to be retired. It's going to be sitting right up there next yep, to, to next to George Brett, and you know, it's going to be it's going to be nice. But uh, yeah. through all this, we kind of forgot what we <laughs> to tell everybody what we're smoking. We did <laughs> so. Real quick, we are smoking the the new Tatawahe Tatawahe Monster Karloff. We are. So this is my second one of these. I know this is your first. Um, yes. I really uh, really enjoyed the first one. It's um, very rich, and uh, it's got it's got some spice. Um, uh, at least the first one did. Yeah. Um, it is another one of the Monster series, which is. Um, which which supposedly last year was the last monster. It was completely the last monster until this year when is the next monster. But this will be the last monster until next year when he he realizes he wants to make more money. If you want to split hairs, (laughs) this is named after the actor that played monsters. Now we're going to start an actor series. So So next year will be Hayden Christensen. Oh, for like horrible? No. Oh, I, I mean, thought if, if you're going like we're going with people who are horrible, horribly burned in movies. I don't know. I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> nice Star Wars we're reference. So far off the fucking track. <laughs> we All are. Right, we talked about what we're smoking. We'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get back in there. We'll get we'll get back. By the in way, there. I talked to um, uh, John Park, who, who you won't know, but is the guy who always comes to say hi to me at the Travelers game. Uh huh. Um, and he said to me, I hadn't seen him since before COVID. And he said, so how bad was this summer without travelers baseball? And I said, dude, the one thing Aaron and I agree, cause there's a minor league ball team in little rock where we can smoke cigars down the right field line. And it's oh, cool. absolutely heaven. And I said, it was horrible, but yeah. he is part owner of a Kentucky Derby winning horse. And I so said, he had a good, he had a good COVID. He had a good COVID, but I said, I said, as much as I hated not seeing minor league baseball, I bet you you hated not being at Churchill oh, Downs, Churchill Downs yeah. when your horse won the Kentucky Derby. He goes, yeah. Oh wow! Oh. <laughs> but, but 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 on the other hand, his horse won the Kentucky Derby. Say, but like being a winner of the Kentucky Derby, not being there is better than never winning. The never, Kentucky win, Derby. never winning one in general. <laughs> so. right. Oh no, he seemed excited. And continually losing money at Churchill Downs. Yeah. Right. Right. Like me, always losing. They have, yeah. They have, enough, right. they have enough of my money. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So let's get a let's get a little of your uh, your cigar history uh, going on. Let our listeners, you know, learn a little bit a little bit about you. How long have you uh, How long have you been in the cigar industry? And how long have you been smoking cigars? Was it before then, or you just go straight into industry? And you know, it, it seems it, I started in the industry February two thousand eleven when I went to work for Zycar. Um, and I worked for them um, all the way up until they were sold to quality importers and was with them up until um, early September of this year. So close to nine and a half years. And during that time, I also worked six years at um, tobacco shop in Westport, Fidel's, um, where Ben and I, the co-owner of Locator, worked together. Um, as far as smoking cigars, my first cigar I had, I know, Aaron, when we talked earlier today, you had had mentioned that would be brought up. I don't remember what it was, but um, it was 2003. I was with some friends. I didn't live in Kansas City at the time, but I was with some friends um, at McCoy's. Well, we're just in Westport in general. We were at McCoy's there on the corner in Westport. Oh, yeah. And at the time, they had a cigar room, and this was before 
you know, the smoking ban and everything. So I was enjoying myself in Westport, let's just say that, and decided I wanted a cigar. So we went in there and I got a cigar. I have no idea what it was to save my life, but I wasn't hooked in either. Um, it was just more of a drunken yeah. My first cigar that I remember having, um, and it's actually a pretty cool story, was a, um, it was a Rocky Patel, Connecticut, right in 2007, right after they came out with that. And the, what led up to it is I went to work at a radio station doing advertising sales. First sales job I ever had. And I get this list of accounts. And one of them on there is Churchill's and Seacon. The guy that owns it, let me put it this way. My dad bought his first pipe off of Gary before he went to Vietnam. And he's had the shop in multiple locations the whole nine years. But he's been the sole proprietor for all those years. So I saw this and I thought, you know, my dad's well known in that shop. Maybe I can go in there and it's going to be easy picking, low hanging fruit, whatever the cliche is. I'm going to get them signed up. And I was probably about four or five months into my cigar habit before they ever signed a contract. But that's where I started smoking cigars at. Um, and then fast forward a few years as I became a rep for Zycar and started traveling around. Um, I got to work with Gary's son, who's now more or less running the shop a lot more. And Gary started to, he won't say the retired word, but he's working a little bit. But so then I got to do business with, it was two generations of music and two generations of spouses doing business together. So that, that was pretty cool to me. So that's, that shop always had one place in my heart, but that's where I started actually just every day coming back from lunch, smoking a short cigar, going to see my clients and they're like, yeah, well, I know where you just were. So, <laughs> but that's, that's where my passion for cigars came from. And then fast forward just four years later, I was in the industry and now on my third position within the industry with a combined, gosh, what would that be? Going on 14 or 15 years combined experience if you want to piggyback those up. Yeah. So you've been on both sides. You've been both on the retailer side. I have, and on the on the rep and the and the I have. Side. Um, yeah, so it, it's an interesting dynamic um, that I brought to the table when I was approached by Swinny and Ben um, to jump on board them a month ago. And because I've not only have I been on the brick and mortar side, the retail side, and been on the rep side, but being on the rep side and covering for seven states, I was allowed to what to do at a cigar shop and more importantly what not to do in a cigar shop yeah and so that's you know it 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 brings a different perspective to it when you're able to really it you hear the same voices not not the same voices but you hear the same thing said in every cigar shop just different faces and i'm sure as you guys have traveled around you've probably seen the same thing it's like oh that guy reminds me that guy's in the corner at my shop or what have you i mean it's it's just amazing tight-knit industry this brotherhood and sisterhood of the least but yeah I, I don't know if i'll ever get away from it yeah no it's i i like it whenever like whenever tobacconists come from the road come from the rep job they they bring a little different aspect to that job because they they know what it's like they know how to make shops run a little bit more smoothly but the same way like you know steve our former manager you know, he was uh-huh. here, but now he's a rep now. So he, you know, he sees the other side of the monster. He's seeing every shop, you know, he can't, right. we, you know, we pride ourselves in how we run our shop, but you know, there's shops where you're going to go to where that you're a rep for that. It's just like, it's chaos and there's nothing you can really yeah. do about it. But, you know, but you can, but coming from a rep side into a shop, you, yeah. you know, you can nip that shit in the bud and you can like, 
all right, we need to tighten up on this. This is cool. I saw this one shop, you know, in Louisiana, they did this really nice thing. You know, you can steal from that and make it, you know, take all the oh, best, take all the best parts and then create your own entity. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've said it many times. I think the Mayans were the last ones that had an original idea when it came to cigars. I mean, it's, it's all been yeah. stolen and recycled and borrowed and, you know, whatever through the years. And, you just got to play the greatest hits and what works in one shop isn't going to work for another shop. Yeah. Definitely. And that's, you have to know not to be married. So you have to know that, you know what, we're going down this path. Wasn't quite the right one. I thought we're beautifully at this shop, but you know what? It just doesn't work for our clientele or just for the building vibe in general. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I liked, that's why I liked your shop so much uh, when I first went into it, because it, it reminded me of my shop where it wasn't stuffy. It wasn't, you know, uh, people were sitting by themselves, you know, just doing whatever, you know, me and Mo go up there and we went there pretty early and there was just a few people there, but we like, you know, they like Swinney said, Hey, sit down here. And we sat down and we just talked to him for, you know, four or five hours. And it's like, we look at our watch, we're like, Holy shit. <laughs> like we've been here all yeah, day. No, I, know. I mean, it's, working with the guy. I know, <laughs> but like, that's what, I, that's why I liked, you know, there's sometimes like no, when, I I, when I travel like to Philly, and I go up there, like, you know, the lounge that I go up to there, the, uh, the one that Ashton owns, um, uh, uh, forget the name of it. Holt. Yeah. Holtz. Holt. Yeah. Holtz. Like it is, it's, it's sophisticated. It's, you know, I feel out of place. You know, I don't like that right. feeling. I mean, I'm still going to be wearing my Chucks, a band shirt and it's just, I, I like sure. to be feeling welcome, but like just comfortable because that's what the, that's what the cigar is. It's, you know, it's relaxing. It's supposed to be relaxing. It's not supposed to be a, a tiresome journey. Right. And that's what, it, you know, that's what draw me to, to y'all shop so much the first time. And, and you know, got a repeat, repeat customer for every time we're in KC. That's definitely well, one of the stops we go to. And we really appreciate that. And I mean, and the actual name of the shop is Walking for Cigars and Social. So in that social part is, is extremely important to us because, you know, we just consider everybody that walks through the door a friend that we haven't talked to yet. Yep. And, you know, we set up the shop and I know you haven't been to the new shop yet. And the pictures are starting to get there because we, we feel like we got it picture ready before we start doing that. But it's set up mainly the same. Um, we've got basically about twice the square footage that we have before. It's a 4,800 square foot shop now with the main lounge being 2,500 square foot. Yeah. But we use the same amount of furniture that we had at the last shop. Um, part of that is due to social distancing, but part of it is we want it to be able to roam around and not have everything facing one particular direction, you know, staring at a big TV or anything like that. We want it, we want it to feel like home to you, you know, and at the end of the day, and that's what we're always, always striving for. Our, our members lounge up top is basically set up like a living room. You know, it's got a handful of chairs up there, a table, and just set up so people can just visit and, you know, not be distracted by something else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Nice. Can't wait to see it. Well, what, what's some of the cigars that you, uh, that you smoke regularly or is what we call the, the Mike G five pack, like, uh, you know, desert Island, you got five. What are you taking with you? You know, it's one of those things that I'll never really be able, I don't think I'll ever be able to nail down my all time favorite cigar. Um, I'm always hunting for it. I guess the best way to put it is perspective, I guess. But for me, um, and not just because I absolutely love Stephen Wentworth for Ashton, but the VSG's in there. Um, yeah. That's always going to be in my top five, no matter what. Um, the Romacraft Aquitaine seems to be one that I go to 
quite a bit um, just because it's just one of those cigars that either if I'm in the mood for a full bodied or a mood for a medium bodied, it seems to just magically be what I need when I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, Headley Grange by Crown Heads, um, just because I'm such a big Led Zeppelin fan, you know, <laughs> when they said that they put that cigar together to taste like the first four notes and when the levy breaks, it's just like, I'm sold, I'm done. Yeah. Um, I smoked one of those today. Um, a fourth one, a fourth one, a fourth one, a fourth one. Um, you know, it's it's no longer made, but the Fonseca Cubana Limitado um, that they came out with right around the time that I started smoking cigars in 2007. I remember that being the first cigar that just, I was sitting in my garage on a chair, smoking a cigar, reading Cigar Aficionado, trying to just be that new cigar guy. Yeah. And I smoked it early in the afternoon before I had lunch and needed to go pick up a buddy of mine and I had time to smoke a cigar. I finished it, I put it down and I went to stand up and then I immediately sat back down and called my buddy and said, you know what, I'm going to need about 15, 20 minutes. I'm not quite right yet. Um, Been there. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you guys, and this is going to sound a little bit like a show um, because it's actually shop first global exclusive cigar, um, but in the last month I can't tell you how many of these I smoked, but it's the uh, Hochi Rabano Signature Toro Prensado. Um, so it's from Hochi's Signature Series. Um, and he did a double box press and with the relationship we got with Spencer Drake and Hochi or Hirochi, excuse me. Um, we were able to get the global exclusive on his first, um, box press in his signature line. So we've got that at the shop. It's a medium to full body powerhouse. It's got a Habano wrapper, um, undisclosed for the rest of the components of the scar, unfortunately, but it's one of those ones I tell the guys all the time when they're buying it and we've sold quite a few boxes of them already if you come back and tell me you don't like it you're going to be the first one it's just got that velvety smoothness to it perfect burn line every time it, it crept in there pretty fast nice so have you tried that one you that's no probably, no i haven't uh, tried that one okay so we're gonna have to try that one that yeah. sounds great well there's there's a shop up in kansas city at 514 <laughs> yeah. southwest boulevard i know a guy <laughs> <laughs> no I'll, I'll get the I'll, yeah, you guys know, guys. I'll, I'll get them in the mail to you guys. I got yeah. to get that. I'd love to try that. Um, the Headley Grange uh, is is one of those that with, and I have the same connection mm-hmm. um, as also uh, Led Zeppelin is the greatest rock and roll band ever. Um, although uh, the Clash is is one C right there, like right one, there, right. I don't, I, I, I don't smoke enough Crown Heads. I, I, I like Crown. I heads. bought the Four Kicks um, uh, limited edition from LCC. Four kick, Four Kicks are good, <clears throat> and that was uh, very nice as well. But they, that Headley Grange, they yeah. do the, uh, they do the Jericho Hill, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah, I love that Jericho Hill. That that's the one. That's the cigar that got me onto Nicaraguan tobacco because yeah. uh, Nate down at PNT, you know, loves us. Oh, he he's the one that turned me on yeah. onto no, those. No. And that's that's the monster that created my Nicaraguan <laughs> fetish. So I I lost two hours of my weekend. Um, uh, speaking of, I started with the uh, Headley Grange uh, Rick Beato, who has a is a YouTube channel music guy. Did you fall? Yeah. Down, did you fall down the hole? I did, and he started with um, why uh, the Headley Grange because um, the that's where they recorded um, the album and where the levee breaks with the mm-hmm. weird um, where the echoey drum intro starts mm-hmm. right, and the rumor always yep. is that it was an echo that uh, Jimmy Page 
um, echoed Mike's. And Rick Beato spent 40 minutes uh, proving that that wasn't true, but that he did record it. Oh, wow. The uh, entryway of Headley Grange. Really? And so 40 minutes I lost in my life, but was, on the other hand, <laughs> to hear the intro to when the levee I was going to say 50 did, times. Did you re- did you really lose 40 minutes, Mark, or was that time well spent? No, I, I enjoyed it. First of all, um, what, I mean, what a, what an amazing tune. And uh, when that guy breaks down, so if you haven't, Rick Beato's uh, YouTube channel, he does uh, what makes this song great. So he did Rocket Man by like Elton John, and then he broke down like almost every damn note of that song and talked about like – Notice that he inverts whatever right here and listen to his vocals and he isolates Elton John's vocals. Oh, wow. But the part I'm going to point out to you, sort of um, sort of foreshadowing, is he did Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven, What If Somebody Else Played the Guitar Solo? So the, he records mm. the back of the guitar solo, and then he said, what if Eric Johnson or what if Eddie Van Halen, or what if so somebody other than Page? Somebody other than Page, or what if um, uh, the guy? Do you feel the way I do? I always forget his name. Clapton. No, um, uh, uh, but it doesn't matter. And then, so then he had somebody play the like Eddie Van Halen would play. And then he had actually Eric Johnson play. You talking about the, the Who guy? No, sure. no, I'm talking about um, Pete Townsend. Townsend. Yeah. No. Um, no, it's you're a music guy. You're letting me down, Smalls. <laughs> um, and I, I, I'm I'm drawing the blank on the third guy. But if you haven't seen that video, Hendrix. to watch the guy. No, it's a guy who's still alive. Stop. <laughs> the point is, they have a guy play like Eddie. Give Ver- me so like <laughs> not alive. Um, plays a guitar solo like Eddie Van. Oh Hale, yeah. And you just go. This is amazing to watch. Instead of it being Jimmy Page playing, here's how Eddie Van Halen would have imagined that. But the Eddie, uh, the Eric Johnson one, which who is a yeah. like a like an acoustic world renowned guitar player. Yeah. Oh yeah, just his his stuff. I actually stood up. I was in my garage smoking a cigar. I stood up and almost wept. It was so beautiful. You just it's one of those where you go. <laughs> was it like a religious experience? <laughs> Damn. The whole, and then I re- the whole I rewound it and I listened to it again and I went. Damn, brother, that's 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 yeah, amazing. It was like five minutes long, last forty minutes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. That part was great. So they you, you need to check that one as, out as well. Is, is somebody else played the the guitar solo in Stairway to Heaven? But the Headley Grange made me think of that because the guy they argued for forty minutes on on how they recorded the the drum intro of uh, when the levee breaks. Um, that oh, is wow. a great cigar. That's incredible. So, well, I mean, what, what, fellow, yeah, so what did they confirm that, they, that he, no, he, he had a compressor and he, he, he threw the compressor. He created echo. Okay. And what is it? Oh, check this out. That was just Bonzo being Bonzo. I right. mean, that's just well, it's a it distinctive is. sound because Bonzo being Bonzo is true, but they go, you can't, you can't do that. You have no, to I'm saying, what, what was the, what was the YouTube? What, or who, who was it? Rick Beato. Okay. I'll was check the guy. That out. Oh no. They, and they have like, they break down your guy like Blink 182 and they say, What makes this song great? And he breaks it down like note for note and he talks about individual. Breaking down Tom DeLong. Well, he talked about dicks only 13 times right. on this song. Right. You're right. <laughs> right. And he's off hunting alien. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but it's funny because he like breaks down the musicality of Blink 182, right? He talks about how they invert. 
yeah. chords and they did this and this is really well and check out the drum, how they inverted the, the solo and all this stuff. And you, and then afterwards you go, man, my fucking head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we geek out. There's people right, that right. take it to the next level. Yeah. His, his is awesome. Yeah. 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 No, he's awesome. Mm. But, uh, Headley Grange made me think of that. Um, that's a great cigar, by the way. I first, I really like their cigars. I don't, we don't have them. We right don't now. have them here. Yeah, I know. So, shame. so, I mean, that's it's one of those things. Like whenever yeah. I, whenever I travel, that's what I look for. I always look for that Jericho Hill yeah. every every time I travel. I've um, never sure. seen them in a shop since sure. you had them here. Yeah, we had we had them. Here. That's the thing. Like, they like didn't it, it, it's really regional. Like, like uh, Crown Heads just didn't sell here a lot, but in other mm-hmm. shops I go to, like, I mean, they just fly off the shelf. Like, uh, I mean, hell, you got to think the. Uh, uh, the Churchills out in Kansas that I, you know, I found or that uh, <laughs> Jacob told me about has the stash of Viaje. Like they just can't mm-hmm. sell Viaje there, but yep. here yep. Viaje well, sells out like wildfire. It's well, just, the shop I right. in Springfield could not sell Tatawahe. Really? Good. Just think oh. about that for a second. Is there been a shop in America that could not sell you, Pete Johnson stuff? Uh, your shop. And you know, it's, is, it's one of those. Shop. Yeah, it's one of those things, too, that it's, you know, Pete's got an incredible underground following. I yeah. mean, I'd, I'd argue that he's he's probably the originator of underground following, you know, in cigars. And since then, there's been others that have picked up the mantle. But, yeah, I mean, if, if you get the right clientele in there, and that's part of the trick. And, you know, I hesitate to say the right tobacco because I'm sure you were, Mark, and it just wasn't what clicked for who you had in there. But yeah, it's one of those cigars that once you've got to put it in somebody's hands. I mean, that's just all there is to it. If they don't know cigars, you know, if they know cigars and you can start talking about, you know, they came from the My Father Factory, the Double Binder, and start really diving into it, it's a different story. But yeah, it, it's one of those ones you kind of have to push, but you'll get believers out of them left and right. I mean, is there is there any other uh, manufacturer that has their own secret club? I mean, we're members of SNS, but I don't know of any other. Yeah. Well, and it was, you know, that shop just boutique cigars, which he was at that time. He hated that term. He still probably does. But they, that shop just did not like boutique cigars. They liked things that were not that. Yeah. The General Atatas. Right. And we probably did not bring in the right sizes, the Vitolas, to to hit initially. Um, And and I wasn't working behind full time. So I always talked them up, but I wasn't in the shop a lot. But it, they just, even when I was in there telling people, they would walk away from them. And yeah. it was just like, you know, we, and we probably started with the wrong sizes. And we kind of looked at that after we did that. And we brought in different sizes. When we brought in new brands, we brought in different sizes after that. What, what sold Less better, the, the small Man, that just- We started bringing in, because we brought in Toros and Lanceros, because I like Lanceros. That's when I realized that I didn't bring in stuff that I liked. It was actually stuff that other people liked. Yep. And and we brought in some bigger, some of the longer, bigger ring gauge okay. stuff. And I thought that would sell. But when we started bringing in more stuff, we brought in the Toros and and, and, and smaller. So we brought in Robustos where people thought, I'm investing less money. It's a quicker smoke. Let me give it a try. And we noticed that had a better hit. I noticed okay. that had a better hit. People were more willing to give a shorter cigar a try. Um, and to be honest with you, sure. I've switched as a smoker now. I'm more likely to pick up a smaller, shorter smoke yeah. too. No, I'm, I'm the same way just because I smoke so many, especially working. 
I mean, I smoke so many throughout yeah. the day. I just want to be, I want to smoke as much as I can different profiles sure. and not just like wreck my palate with one, with one note. But the shop up there, and it'd be interesting to hear um, what your shop is like. It was a big ring gauge shop. So that's why I did that. Really? But on new cigars, they didn't like the big ring gauges initially. Hmm. They were a big ring gauge shop. They were, a, you know, they were a dark wrapper shop, but yeah. the, on stuff they knew. Well, I know your shop, Mike, um, y'all sell mm-hmm. the hell out of Roma craft. Your shop loves Roma. <sighs> well, and that's one of the reasons we got, we were one of the 10 that got the craft 2020 this year. Yeah. I know. Which, so which um, we got our craft 2020 from you. So we got three boxes beautiful. from y'all. Thank you. <laughs> which yeah. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't even opened it. it yet. I smoked one. Yeah. I haven't opened mine it was yet. nice. I need a, they were beautiful yeah, cigars. I, it was one of those where oh, I they absolutely. And you looked at them and you go, that's a little too pretty to smoke. <laughs> I mean, they were beautiful. They're beautiful but, cigars, but. No, they really are. They really are. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those oh. things when, when I, yeah, I've got, when I worked at Zycar, um, you know, I was in the room when Weasel Team 6 got coined. Um, you know, I was part of the team that was in there that was talking about the monolith that they did for the five years of the timeline cigars. And so I, I had a, a very good relationship with Mike and Skip. And, you know, I tried for years to try to get them into Fidel's and then, then somehow managed to get them into La Cultura and it was just the best fit. And we've done really, really well with it. Um, we've got them featured right when you walk in the humidor. I argued to put them in the back corner because you make everybody walk past all the other cigars to get to them. But yep. we just had so many, we just wanted to feature them where they are. And it's, they continue to do well. There isn't a day that goes by that we are not selling a handsome amount yeah. of Roma craft. Um, and the partnership we've got with those guys has just been absolutely incredible. And I like the Aquitaine. That's a good choice for the top five. Um, but the one I've been grooving on recently is You're the Neanderthal, right? Neanderthal. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, I, um, I bought you out of the Neanderthals down here yep. and I've been uh, just. Come just, up to Con City. We got you. Come up to Kansas City. We got I'm you. Definitely, I'm definitely going to have to make a trip up there because they're no longer here. Okay, okay. So as well, a can, or, as or, a, or, 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 uh, we're going to have to link that into the show notes so that I can take advantage of that. Cause the way Aaron pronounces it is probably not the way it's spelled. Uh, no, I, well, I, I, I pronounce it bad. <laughs> How about this? It, mean, email, it means the culture. It does mean the culture. There we go. There we go. That's probably <laughs> also does. not how it's spelled. Okay. But okay. As a Kansas Cityan, I got to get your take so, coming yes, from sir. another Kansas Cityan. Yes, All right. Are you, mm-hmm. are you Gates? Are you Bryant's or are you the new boy in town? Q39. I am my backyard. Oh, come on. Uh, I mean, yes. Okay, every okay. Kansas City. I'll tell ahead. you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Um, you know, I, there's there's a couple. I actually had Joan's Sister Ribs today. Okay. okay. Um, which is a small shop ran by two beautiful 60-plus-year-old women that they just work their asses off. And they make absolutely amazing barbecue. They're the, they're the ones that they were on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. They did a makeover show on Netflix to really jazz it up, and it really pumped up their sales, much like Food Network did with then Oklahoma Joe's, now Joe's Kansas yeah. City. Um, but no, I mean, if I've, if I've got the time, I'll go there because they're usually busy. But um, Slaps, which is in our backyard, 
Um, I go there quite a bit. Um, outside of that, it's hard to beat a Z man from Joe's. And I don't know what they put on their fries besides crack, but their fries and Joe's Kansas City used to be Oklahoma Joe's. Yeah, Joe's it's good. I mean, Joe's is one of the places when you tell somebody like, yeah, it used to be a gas station, but now it's it's still in a gas. No, you can still get gas there. Yeah, no, yeah, you can still still get gas station, but it's like you you go there for the barbecue. It's just uh, so I you go there for the barbecue. Um, (laughs) they've got you. You leave fat and happy. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's after standing. I mean. I've, I've got, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've gone there at two 30 on an afternoon and I'm still waiting outside. Oh yeah. You know, when I joined the line, I mean, it's, it's, see, I, I grew up on it's incredible the following day. And oh, it's, it's, it's a cult, it's a cult following. I mean, every, every, every smokehouse there has their cult following. Yeah. I grew up on 40 highway right by the stadiums. So Gates was, was right next door to us. Mm-hmm. And like me and my dad, oh, we'd, sure. we'd walk to Gates. So I'm like, I'm a Gates guy. My mom's a, Mark, watch this. Mark, watch this real quick. Hi, may I help you? Oh, no. Shoot. Like, okay. No. Okay. You were nice about it. You're nice about it. I was. It. I was. I mean, it's the same. So you, you, if we ever go to KC, okay. it's one of those things where you're going to look at the menu in the car before you walk in there because you're ordering the second you walk into the door. They yell at you from across the room. Hi, may I help you? And you better know what you want because the, the, the motherfucker behind you knows what they want. And like, they're going to, right. Order. And if you walk up to that counter and you're eating in and you don't have a tray in your hand, you, you, better, you, you will be- regret that. Yeah. It'll be the first time. And the only time you make that mistake, <laughs> you better grab that fucking tray. If you're eating in, right. it's just, Oh, it's one of those things. It's like, and like, then they put food on your table, on your tray. right? No, because the, the way they do it is like, if you have a tray, they know that you're eating, um, eating there. If you don't have a tray, you're eating out. You're eating out. So, like, if you don't have that tray, that's complicated. You guys, you're eating in your car. Yeah, you're eating in your car. Like, you'll get it how you get it. Be like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's it seems complicated. It is. It is. But it's like uh, it's just the, the first time. Just, just the first time. They they put the fear in you, but you you will never mess up again. But you'll be rewarded too. I mean, don't get mistaken. You will be rewarded. So there. Paula needs. We'll have to sit in the car for forty five minutes while Paula decides. Yes, because yes. Paula won't even respond. The pressure will cause my wife to break oh, down. Oh, you will free. Like I am very like I'm open. I will talk to anybody. Like if I if I stumble, I'll clam up. I'll like have to leave and like circle back around. And be like I, I got to try this again. I can't. I, right. I, 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 <laughs> sounds crazy. It, it, it is, but it's like Ed DeBevix in Chicago uh, are intentionally rude to you. It's not that they're rude. It's that like they're in a hurry. No, so, so nothing That's is written their down. Tradition. Because what it is, right. the, the 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 pit masters on the back, they're listening too. So whatever they hear, they start. I mean, they're they're five six orders ahead. So when you get up to the front of the line, your shit's ready to go. Okay. I mean, there's just no waiting. If you want fries, they drop the fries right before you pay and the fries are done. I mean, there's just, there's no waiting. It's just. And it's okay. Cause I, I is it okay? I, yeah. I don't No, no, it's, no, it's not okay. It's fucking fantastic. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> the sauce. Oh, the sauce. The, the, I just want to drink. It's probably the best sauce in the city. It's the best. Yeah. It's the best sauce. Sauce is the least important well, I mean, part of the, barbecue. Right. I, well, I mean, in truth be told, that's 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 how my family likes the barbecue, and that's why I say my backyard because it's, yeah. it's tough to get non-sauce in Kansas City, and I, I pride myself on my barbecue. 
but at the end of the day, I mean, when you got people in from out of town, you know, what have you, it's, you know, you got to do the barbecue run. Yeah. You know, we live at um, downtown Oakland Park, basically, and there's a Plowboys at this one in the 75th and Metcalf. And they're originally in the Blue Springs area out near yeah. the Woods. And, you know, they're, they're another one that's an unsung hero. I mean, there's, it's one of those things. I mean, choosing the best barbecue in Kansas City is like choosing your favorite cigar. There, I mean, you just can't. There's when, so many good ones. There's so many. There's so many. And they all have their things they do really, really well. None of them do anything that's really bad. Um, the ones that do, you know, they either cycle themselves out or you just don't go to. My, but, my, you know, my the joke one, has always been like, everybody from Kansas City will have their favorite place, but everybody can agree that Casey Masterpiece sucks. That's it. Yeah. Barbecue sauce isn't barbecue. I mean, it's the meat. It's about... No, I mean, it, it, it's, right. it's regional too. It's like, okay, it's like Carolina's. Carolina, I think Carolina barbecue is horrible. I don't want like mustard on my pork. It's just, I, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. barbecue is not about the sauce. It's about the, it's about the meat. See, I would say barbecue in KC is about the camaraderie and the family. It's about, it's about smoked meat. That's what barbecue yeah, is. It's about smoked not, meat. Well, in here, and here's, and here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, all the meat is smoked well. I mean, if you got it without the I'm sauce, sure you're still going to love it at the end of the day. You know, and it's not that they're necessarily, there are some, there are some that will try to mask it with the sauce. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the really good ones, you know, my favorite things that I get from um, Joe's, the Z-Man, you know, it's brisket. There isn't sauce on that. Yeah. You know, if it is, it's just very thin, like a scrub. It's, the smoke it's the fire it's the wood it's, yep. so yeah i mean can't get the bad rap with the whole sauce bit but you can eat barbecue without sauce but the, well. the the burn ends at q39 it's meat candy that's that's the best oh yeah absolutely yeah, and i love burn ends too and I, I like sauce too and i i will i will vary between the sauces um but to me you you want to know if it's good barbecue you get brisket sliced brisket yeah and you taste it without sauce, and yeah. then you'll know if it's good barbecue. And then you can play around with the sauces. Kansas City barbecue's yeah. fine, and I like Memphis well enough. And there's times when I'll have the vinegary. Sure. Um, they all have their place. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, I don't eat French fries without ketchup. But I mean, if I'm having a, yeah. a barbecue sandwich, I want to have a little barbecue sauce on yeah. there. Bread yeah. gets dry. With the sandwich, you know? for sure. But to be honest with you, yeah. any more low-carb guy, I, I just tend to eat. With a fork and just those those Gates fries though that steak cut fry with with the sauce on it mm-hmm. oh man mm-hmm. like I I I need to get up there really quick because I sense that. this <laughs> shit has been going yeah I'm, because I'm guys I'll send you some cigars I don't think I can send you fries yeah. <laughs> yeah so my mom just came back from from KC because her best friend you know still lives up there and she went to go see mm-hmm. her, see her and she brought back just like a trunk full of sauce and just like all the stuff that we can't get uh, down here, like Shamaica's sure. Italian sausage. Like we can't get that down here. So we got to get Shamaica's up there and just, just it's, she looks like an old timey bootlegger. Yeah. I was talking to Greg um, on the herf, the virtual herf and said, you want to know if somebody can barbecue, you get their brisket and then you get their smoked sausage mm-hmm. and you know, because good smoked sausage and good brisket, and you know, then then you know, and then the sauce. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Yeah, those are both hard to do. And then if you have a good sauce, then then yeah. I'm in. And I'm what's in. nice is like Joe's does like the thick competition style brisket, where it's like pencil thick, whereas Gates it's like shaved. Like oh, really nice. Thin, I like it. Really Either way, brisket. though, if it's well cooked, I like it either way. Oh. 
Good brisket's good brisket. Oh, God, can you tell us the show of big guys? We talked about right. food. Guys, right. we, yeah. talked about, we talked about fucking food for 20 minutes on a cigar show. We did. Good food, though. Yeah. It's all good. yeah. Uh, had, uh, Paul and I had whole hog. And I tell you what, I know people dog it out as the little rock. It's good not brisket. Bad. It's not good bad. brisket. Good sausage. It's like Dickies. Dickies is you know a chain, but it's it's solid. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, when Arkansas and specifically Little Rock doesn't really have a big barbecue nest, you you take what you get. Yeah. Whole hog did right. well in those kind of and, and I'll say th- I'll say this to Dickies. I mean, they pretty much don't have too much of a presence here in Kansas anymore. But I've had worse barbecue from non chains than Dickies. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yep. I'll just go and say it. I mean, it, you you like the sausage. I mean, the jalapeno yeah. cheddar sausage have yeah. nice. solid. Yeah, you do. Yeah, if you do a jalapeno uh, uh, cheddar sausage, well, uh, you got you got my attention. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm in on that. No, right, you want to talk about the cigar real quick? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm enjoying the tobacco notes with the underpinnings of tobacco. I could have wrote that down, knowing you're gonna say that. Yeah, I've decided. Uh, on the online herfs, I've started giving people crap because they all wait for Kevin Fappuccino mm-hmm. to tell them what they're tasting. And then they all go, yeah, I'm getting that too. Roasted cranberries oh, yeah. and, and underpinnings of pine nuts. Right. Um, and I, I think that's because Kevin has a very refined palate. So I've started going first and saying, I'm getting a lot of tobacco, a lot of tobacco with a little bit more tobacco. Right. Right. <laughs> Cause I, I do not have a refined palate. Well, the wrapper is an Ecuadorian Sumatra binder is binder and filler are Nicaraguan. Um, you know, I, I don't smoke enough, um, Sumatra wrap, but I really like Sumatra. Every time I, I love this every time I, I smoke something with a Sumatra wrapper, I'm always like, damn, why do I not smoke more of these? But this is my first one. Um, and I, I really like it. So it, it you, you get a, just a, a hint of that spice, yeah, uh, you not know, too much, especially on, on the first. I'm, you know, I'm in the second part now. Yeah. The spice is is, is gone, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's it's nice to see him continuing on with the with the monster line. Yeah. I mean, everybody has their favorite monster out there. Yeah, mine's the Drac, I believe. Mine um, is the one last year, which or the was Freddy. I like the Freddy a lot. You do, I mean, which was the Chuck. Uh, I think was my favorite. Chuck Chuck is your favorite. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, um, I like the fact that it's a once a year, it's unique every year. It's an LE and, um, yeah. um, it's, um, the it's dr- not- I mean the dress boxes, if you're part of the unlucky 13, you know, that's always cool to get, to get the dress boxes because although know, this year he didn't screw around with it and he just made them all sort of dress boxes. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're limited <laughs> they're, dress. Boxes. They're somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It's yeah. The, the, these, when I saw them, because we got 18 boxes here. And it's when I saw unlucky. him, I was like, there's no way those are the dress boxes. So I'm like, wow, he's really kind of, this one is like a step above of just like the, the basic Regular brown, yep. you know, easy boxes. These are, these are nice. Do you, do you have a favorite of the monster line? You know, I was thinking about what you guys were talking about it. And unfortunately I'm not cultured, excuse the pun enough <laughs> with them. I love Patsuahe. Um, but I didn't smoke enough of the monsters back in the day to be able to go. Yep. That was the one. So it's, it's one of those things I'm real careful not to fall in love with limited edition stuff. My, my wife is the biggest limited edition craft beer person that I know. And she, even without trying, 
see Wolf Farm of was a limited edition beer, and then two months later, Jordan did it again. So <laughs> yeah. I, I tend to not like to get my heart broken. So um, yeah, I, I tend to not fall in love with the limited edition stuff just because I know I'm going to want it again. Yeah, yeah. How's that for a political I'm about to say that's a nice non-answer. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's a good laughs> Is it, and you do like taking notes on the presidential debates? I mean, we're not going there. Well, I'm yeah. just going to hit the end button if we're going there. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Uh, I, told I, I told the guys at the shop, um, you know, knock on something. We haven't had Fox News on at the shop yet. Um, that seems nice. to be a staple at most cigar shops. But I, yes. but I tell my guys, no matter which way you lean, I don't care. But don't share it in the shop because you don't know who you're going to be pissing off and that's going to be biting their tongue. That you're going to they're going to feel alienated. No, mm-hmm. I can't go in when that guy's working because he thinks the exact opposite of me or whatever. So I just we just call it a political and, free and, zone and as, at the shop. And as somebody who has to work in the shop, we can't leave. We have to stay there. Right. Yeah, so we're we stuck. Ha- we have to. We're stuck listening to the bullshit forever long. The well, bullshit goes on. Yeah. So. You know, if something, and I'm sure in the next couple of weeks it's going to happen because, I mean, we're, we're leading up to the election. It's hard not to. But I think that's going to be a great time for me to either reorganize the humidor or just do a lot of stocking <laughs> or deep cleaning somewhere or yeah. I like the way coming you out, check, make sure, uh, you know, just coming out and making sure the ashtrays are cleared out, you know, just smile and say, hey, real quick, want to interrupt real quick. You guys okay? Good? Okay. See ya. Yeah. You know, and just do one of those because it's just, it's. It's. Not, I like the people I like, and I don't want to have reasons not to dislike them. So yeah. I just, yep. yeah, I just leave it alone. Politics is hard. We, you know, the funny part is, it is. I always say that the cigar community <clears throat> is a place where we've had really hard conversations. You know, the funny part is mm-hmm. on that virtual earth, we've talked about cancer and we've talked about a lot of, uh, you know, mental health issues. And this weekend we talked about economic issues. We were talking about, um, you know, there was a. A, a guy who does economics for a living and we were talking about economics issues and healthcare and a lot of issues that were not like just light fluffy issues talking about farts or whatever. Sure. You, you have the best conversations and you have the worst conversations. But politics is one of those oh, absolutely. issues where it's just a third real issues. And to be honest with you, yeah. <clears throat> people just get frustrated and upset and it's just one of those conversations. Somebody's going to leave with their feelings hurt. Yeah, exactly. It's just not a good conversation. And the, the funny part is the other conversations People engage and, and have an interesting conversation, and, and it just flows better. I don't. Know, I after all this, after all the the shit talking I was doing leading up to the the uh, the Raiders game. Yeah, I I I, I think I almost might might have wanted more political talk because it kind of you know I didn't have to hear mm. I didn't I didn't have to hear about the Chiefs being <laughs> losing losing to the Raiders. And I tell like, you what, I tell you what, um, Ben that Cohen's the shop was funny. He uh. His wife had a baby in May, and the guys from Roma set him up. A um, one was a Wanderlust. I forget what the other one was. It was a peak Corona, and then the other one was one of the Narwhals. And um, wow. he texted me Sunday morning. He said, "Hey, uh, where did my Narwhal end up?" And I told him where it was in the so I handed it away for him. And he decided that was a good day to to smoke the to kill a unicorn and to smoke the narwhal was right before the Chiefs game while he's wearing the Mahomes jersey. So I, I told him, I said, you still have the Wanderlust left. And he said, yeah. I said, that will be a great post-game cigar Sunday, but don't ever fucking smoke one of those before a game again. <laughs> right. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, see, that's nice because, like, 
you're 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 open on Sundays now, so you can get a good crowd. And it, you know, being in a bigger city, you know, with a sports team, you know, majority of the fans yep. are going to be, you know, Chiefs fans. But like down here, it's we don't have a team, so everybody has their own team. Sure. It's it's heavy on the Cowboys down here. You know, Mark is sure. Bear, Mark is Bears. You know, I'm Chiefs. We have a bunch of a bunch of different stuff. But like, I was I was able to go up to your shop on a Sunday to actually watch a game mm-hmm. last year. Man, let me tell you, like it is totally different watching a game that you're actually truly invested in with other, you know, fans at a cigar shop. That is, it's altering of the com- camaraderie is unlike any other. And yeah. one of the things we're doing this year, um, since the Chiefs have so many primetime games, usually on Sunday we're open noon to six, um, and then we've got all access passes that. Uh, People can use the lounge at any time they want. Um, but we're actually staying open during the NFL, NFL season. We're staying open until the primetime games, regardless of whoever's playing. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was the same the other night with the NBA games. Well, actually, that kind of stuff forward close. But, you know, if there's a big game going on, we're not one of those shops that's going to kick people out because people are enjoying themselves. They're watching the game. And it's, it's the last thing I ever want to do get kicked out of a shop. Yeah. when it's third quarter or going into overtime or whatever, just because it's, the clock happens to say 1030. Yeah. You know, right. fuck that. And like the same thing happens here. And I always tell them like, Hey, as long as people are buying, I'm staying open. Right. So it's oh, absolutely. I mean, it just I'm, makes sense. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. If, if money is still walking in the door, hell, that's the name of the game. Let's, let's make some money. And no, absolutely. Yeah. We always, I mean, we'll always be open. We're supposed to be open by, but you know, the closing kind of, eh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, if there's people willing to spend money, I closed last Thursday night and didn't get out of there till 1130. And just as I was trying to leave, somebody else was walking up and I had a handful yeah. of cash. Who am I to say no? Oh yeah. I mean, some of my best sales were like, whenever the door is already locked, somebody pulls on it, you know, I haven't counted the drawer yet. I'm like, yeah, come on. You know, I, I, I can sell you something. Or hell, even if they're, yeah, even if they're running a car and you haven't beat it out, whatever, uh-huh. let's do it. Yeah. I, I mean, that's there's, what, there's that's nothing what, wrong with starting off the next day. Good either. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what separates, you know, really good shops. I mean, I, you know, everybody, everybody runs their shops differently and, you know, they have that choice and they mm-hmm. have that right to do whatever they want to do. But, uh, you know, whenever it just gives it, when shops are like that, like yours, like ours, it's, it's more than just a number. You're actually creating a relationship sure. with the patron because yep. at the end of the day, without those customers, without those patrons, yep. you know, we're no not shop. here. Yep. There is no shop. There's well, a- they, they don't, they don't forget it either. Oh, you know, yeah. that's the thing too. You'll get you'll get rewarded with their loyalty. You'll get rewarded with their business. And that's, that's what it's all about. Not only is it that one sale, it's playing the long game. It's seeing them a week later or whenever. Yeah. And they're going to remember they took care of you and maybe they'll reach in the pocket a little bit deeper. And that's, that's <laughs> awesome that we can provide more cigars to them. Yeah. I mean, there, I, I, I love that rewarding feeling of whenever I can turn somebody on to a new cigar that like they come in, oh, nothing better. Oh, they come in looking for this one certain one, say they're, they're just a Connecticut person. And that's cool. Like I'm just sure. now enjoying Connecticut's and, but they'll always ask mm-hmm. me like, what do you like? Well, you know, this is what I smoke. And I was like, you know, it might be a little strong for you right now, but here's a good medium range. You know, I, and whenever they, I, I sure. saw that and when they come back and I'm not working, but I'm hanging out, but I see that one cigar in their hand, be like, all right, I did, I did pretty good. You know, I, I don't like self glossing, but on some points I'll be like, yeah, I sold them that cigar first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it, I, I had mentioned Churchill's is, you know, the first place I got my cigar. And that's, that's really where 
I learned by being a customer, you know, the right way to sell a beginner cigar and starting them off light. You know, the, the Rocky Patel Connecticut, it, you know, say what you will about Rocky cigars. Yeah, um, he's got some, definitely has some great cigars in there. And some people like them, some don't. That's fine. Um, but for me, starting out as a cigar smoker, it was a perfect place. It was creamy, you know, just the right notes, just enough to get my taste buds excited about what was going on. And a week later, there was a gentleman who's since passed named, his name was George, but we all call him Grumpy because he was every bit of four foot 11 on a tall day. And <laughs> he, uh, he was that guy that always had a Maduro hanging out of his mouth. And he was like, Mikey, how long have you been smoking? Like, oh, I'm at about, you know, two or three weeks, whatever. He's like, here, try this. And he shoved it you know, JFR Maduro Gordito on my face. And I'm like, <laughs> sure, I'll try it. And then when I couldn't get off the couch, it was like, I don't think I was ready quite for that one. And that's, that's, I'm glad I had that experience in hindsight because I know not to do it to somebody else. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's where I've always gone, you know, spend a little bit of time with the Connecticut. There's a lot of great Connecticut's out there. You know, Roma's EC and Temperance, you know, it's, people look at it and go, oh, that must be a light cigar. It's got a lot of flavor. Um, you know, starting somebody out, you know, there's nothing wrong with the Ashton Classic. That's mm-hmm. a great smoke that you can get into. And, yep. you know, it's not going to be anything that's going to be tough to stomach either for an early morning smoke or for a beginner. Yep. You know, there's tons of cigars out there that you can turn guys on to and then lead them into a medium smoke. You know, just walk them down the path and then finally get them up to, you know, your Neanderthal or a Cro-Mag or something like that and just knock their socks off and see what it's all about. Well, that's the thing about Connecticut's, um, the Connecticut's that are just air, um, I'm not a fan of, but the Connecticut's with flavor, interesting flavors, whether that be creamy or a little bit of spice in there, but it doesn't have to be strong to be just interesting. Give me something. Yeah. Give me something. Yeah. Just give me something. I love those cigars. You know, I mean, if I'm going to spend 10 bucks, I'd rather go get McDonald's and go get the combo and just take the straw and suck on that for a while than, right. you know, spend $10 on a cigar I can't say. <laughs> well, that's what Aaron and I have talked about. And so I, I keep telling him, there's a bunch of Connecticut's that are interesting Connecticut's. Yeah. I think Mike G Super Connecticut is one of those. Yeah. But I think there are a lot of interesting Connecticut's out there, or several of them. And I think a well-blended sure. Connecticut is worth its gold, its price in gold, because there's not, there's not a ton of them. There's a lot of really good, rich, high-end, you know, darker cigars there's a lot of good cigars up there. There's not as many Connecticut's. And so when you find one of those, oh, you're absolutely right. they're, they're worth valuing yeah. um, because, sure. they're, because they're rarer. Um, and when you find one of those, I, I, um, I think they're special and I enjoy those. And no, so, it, it, it's, it's easy to do a spice bomb. Yeah. It's difficult sure. to do a, a Connecticut that is full of flavor yeah. Full of something that you know you want to go back go you want to go back to and it's, yeah yeah I, I'm, I'll stop short of calling it a holy grail but I mean it's 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 one of those things yeah yeah no, yeah I totally there's some out there and when I find them uh, I I cherish them yep I mean I've got like three that I've been turned on just in the past two months like that the J London um the uh did you the, the did Super you Connecticut the, and the, the, uh, the cutting line the with J, the J London guy no I was. In the middle of moving, wasn't, wow. wasn't able to do it. Jay London guy was really cool. Really, yeah. Well, he makes a hell of a cigar. So he does specifically the uh, the Lancero. The Lancero was awesome. Yeah, they. It might have been mentioned that you might have been willing to have his baby. 
<laughs> I'm going to say that was probably you that probably no, mentioned that. No, I did not. I think Kevin did. Um, but uh, uh, but well, thank uh, you, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, no, but somebody brought up that you really love that cigar. But uh, he's fond of that cigar, mm-hmm. price wise. Um, but there's another cigar that is. He's, he's proud of it, but it's good. It's good. Yep. Um, and and that's another example. He's actually coming out with uh, a Maduro and something else. He was Jay, Lon- a, Jay London. Yeah, he's talking oh. about. But like he's he's like um, you want to talk about a high energy sales guy. He's kind of like Steve Saka, but um, not as blunt <laughs> and a lot smoother. But he has that Steve Saka. Jay, Steve Saka. Steve Saka not as blunt leaves a lot of room for interpretation. Yeah, right. Say, no. Right. Right. No. <laughs> Steve Saka is somewhere like, between. The beginning and end, right? Because it's but he yeah, has that Steve exactly. Saka. Because the one thing Steve Saka has that I I love about Steve Saka is he is high energy. He has charisma. He has no, absolutely. charisma, absolutely. And you think about what Steve Saka did with his career. Mm-hmm. He's he's oh, God. some amazing cigars. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and you this know, guy I, has that I, same yeah, mojo. I had the fortunate event of sitting down with Steve. Um, at IPCR in New Orleans in 2015, when he was launching DTT, um, with actually with coincidentally with Kendall from the uh, Outlaw was in there, with his general manager at the time. And uh, I saw a side of Steve I don't think many people have seen. I mean, it was after the first day of the trade show. He had no, this is before he, he had just bought the tobacco and he hadn't made a cigar yet, but he was taking orders. And you know, at that trade show, he just had a table set up. And he had a bunch of Liga unicorns and the humidor behind him. And he, he would take an order. And depending on what size order you had, he got handed a Liga unicorn, you know, from his personal stash that he had left over from the Drew Estate days. But to see the humbleness in him that night was incredible. And just to see his passion for, I knew he was going to do something special before he ever bought the tobacco. But what he's done has just been, my hat's off to him because yeah. he's, he's made some amazing fix. Yeah. He is. There's people in the world um, eh, eh, who are just sometimes a little too honest for their own good. Um, and sure. he's just one of those guys. But when but, you have the portfolio to back it up. Right. I mean, well, yeah, absolutely. Right. somebody was saying, you know, he, whatever. And I always just said, Liga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The number nine. <laughs> right. Plain and simple. <clears throat> I mean, just 52. Right. Yeah, right. Just, I'm just saying. All yeah. That. <laughs> right. All that. And then when he's asked about that, he could be like a complete he could be complete jerk about that. And he says, cause I've heard him say yeah. this. He says, listen, they've done some really good things with that line since I've left. Mm-hmm. He could be a real jerk about Liga, but he's not. Absolutely. He's a complete stand up nope. guy about that. Yeah. Now he's all the other things, which people say, and he's all that, but, um, <laughs> but this guy has that same well, charisma the, and it, energy that, that Saka has. Yeah. And I was kind of impressed. I actually, you know, it, to him. you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, this, Cigar smokers average, what, one in a hundred, you know, the general population. I mean, it's, it's a small industry that we're in. So, you know, that, that's, that's a great answer by Steve to give that because it's true. I mean, you don't want to piss people off. You don't want to be that guy that, you know, oh, he said this about this guy. And it's just, it's not worth going down that rabbit hole. 
right. at all. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're we're a percentage of a, of a percentage. I mean, yeah. it's, it's 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 not a lot. Oh, absolutely. Well, I heard that, and I actually went for a guy who's not. It feels like at times politically savvy. Mm-hmm. That's an incredibly politically savvy view. Now, maybe that's just his honest take, and it just came out that way. But you go, that's. Yeah, it's the right I mean, political it's, it's answer. One, I mean, Even if you feel differently, you give the answer. Hey, listen, they've done really good things because that you don't, you just don't dog it out. Yeah, um, but you get the feeling also that he's genuine about that. The thing with Steve, oh, is, I don't think you wonder what he's thinking because I think you get no. it. You're gonna, you're gonna get it. <laughs> well, you know, the, the first time I went to a lunch with Kurt Van Keppel when I first got hired at Zycar, he the topic of your estate came up, and so time frame wise, I mean, this is 2011, early 2011. Okay. And he had mentioned, so Sokka was still with Drew Estate, obviously, at the time. And he had mentioned that he overheard Sokka mentioning to Jonathan Drew at a dinner. He was like, why are we doing this flavored shit anyway? <laughs> and so, I mean, that's, I mean, that just, for a company that made itself, that made its name, I'm not going to say flavored shit. Because, I mean, the cigars sell well, and some of them I do enjoy from time to time. Right. But for him to say that just tells you the type of person he is, as far as you're not going to wonder what he's thinking, what he's going to say next. He'll, he'll just tell you. And that's always do it. Right. Well, and when it, whenever somebody says, you know, like what you said, the flavored shit, I always ask him, like, do you like the Liga stuff? I'm like, oh, I love it. You better thank all those acid smokers out there <laughs> right. because they're the ones that are bankrolling all this shit. Hug oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You want to hug somebody, hug the hug the guy that loves the, the blondies and the Cuba Cubas. Well, and we can, right. you, you may not like the flavored stuff, but that stuff's well made. So you can dog yeah. it out. It's got a place. It's also well-made. It has its time and place, yeah. Right. You may not like it, but it's well-made. It's well-made flavor. I I look at it as it's a good entryway into I'm not even evaluating that. that. I'm just saying as cigars, they're well-made cigars. The flavor stuff may appeal to you, but the cigars are Mm well-made. And I'll say this to your point, Aaron. Yes, it is a good gateway, but I'll tell guys when I'm selling them their first flavored cigar, whether it be from acid or whether it be the CAO line or whether it be anybody else that's put out one. If you go down this rabbit hole, that's what's down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. So if you come back out and say, you know, I want to get something that's like a blondie, you know, how about a blondie bellicoso? I mean, cause that's, there isn't, they're very unique in that aspect. So, yeah. you know, I could turn you on to another flavored cigar. I mean, the new leather rose, I smoked it as soon as it came in mm-hmm. just because if it's in my humidor, I'm going to smoke it so I can talk about it. Yeah. That whole but, Deadwood you know, line is, is solid. I love that Deadwood line. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's absolutely in bond. God bless her for what she's been able to do to, yeah. to have that as her retirement fund. Yeah. But I mean, it's one of those things that I'll, I'll tell them. I was like, if you're looking for something similar within a flavor, you're not going to, I can get you other flavors mm-hmm. that you may enjoy. You may not, but to say, you know, you can get these same notes from a different cigar. You just, you just can't. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I like the uh, the the tabac. I mean, they just and we just got the uh, the Lonsdale size mm-hmm. here. Man, that Lonsdale, that they're real cocoa fudgy. I mean, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, it's so. I mean, it's it's the tabac is a strong really stock. well here. I mean, it's and I'm not a fan of the Java, and I know the Java was the is is a lot of people's, mm-hmm. but the tabac to me is such a well made cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, has such great when you. Um, such great flavors in that. Um, and obviously it's, it's a, a cigar smokers flavored cigar. Cause it's got the, there are flavors that cross over into cigars. You know, it's mm-hmm. chocolatey, it's coffee, it's mm-hmm. those things, but that is such a f- phenomenally well-made cigar burns. Great, great, you know, great consistency. I, I really love that cigar. And I've always said, 
I don't like the Java because I don't like that soft box <clears throat> pressing. It mm-hmm. blows up every time I yeah. do because I smoke it too fast. Um, but the tobacco is excellent. Well, it's like the, the, the acid 20, whenever I was on my, in my strict, like, all right, I'm, I'm cutting out all sugars, all that kind of stuff. But I needed that kind of like, I needed that something, you know, that, yeah. that acid, the, the, the acid 20 got me by because it gave me that sugar that I, I Gross. wanted on my lips and I just right. had that craving mm. and it just, it, it, all right, I don't need that chocolate bar right was now. Was it Cody that said that that uh, that or the Cuba spiked his sugar? He's a diabetic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. yeah, <laughs> his, yeah, his glucose well. monitor went off. Right, because I've, I've been talking yeah, about doing the intermittent fasting now with the, and they talk about that your body as a diabetic will react to the uh-huh. the, the perception of sugar. That's yeah. why they tell you not to drink that wow. as a diabetic, because your body will react like it was sugar. Huh. And I, I found that. I remember that. Effect. Yeah. yeah. While not confessing that I was a cigar smoker to my, to my, uh, to my, uh, <laughs> to your endocrinologist. <laughs> no, that's not true. I tell her everything. <laughs> well, no, you, but I mean, the tabac, you guys, the tabac dolce, the, uh, the acid oh. toast. I, if I'm, if I'm five or six cigars deep in a day and my palate's completely blown yeah. mm-hmm. and I still want to taste something, yeah. that's a great cigar to not only get your palate back, but just to, to give it just, kind of shock it a little bit and yeah. give it something different to, to well, work through see i really like the uh, the the de germ clove uh cigarettes i love those mm-hmm. but sometimes you know I, I don't have access to that but i've got the the blondie which is vanilla and clove and it's going to be a you know what kevin it's gonna be a good close sure. second kevin and uh, bear were talking about the other long and the other they were talking about taking uh aloe vera plants cutting it off slicing it lengthwise and putting it on your tongue and that it will heal a burnt palate. Really? That's what they said. They said it worked. I, Are you going to doubt Bear Katniss? <laughs> no. He says he does it all no. the time. I, For me, though, it's a texture thing. I mean, <laughs> you have like, texture. Yeah, problems. I don't know if I get I, I'm one of those guys that I'll eat anything that's in front of me if it's not moving. If it is, I'll get a hammer. But I don't know if I can do that. That's like, uh, that's uh, gelat- they say gelatinous it's stuff is really They rough. say it's remarkable because, you know, we all three probably have this. Like, I burn my palate. Oh, yeah. And then you just go oh, the sure. next day. The next day you're going, I don't think. I, I got to take a break. I got to take a break. Like a two <laughs> or three day, day break yeah. sometimes. You just go, I, I, I'm I'm smoking an Air Connecticut and mm-hmm. it smells like, or it tastes like. Nothing. Like burnt. Yeah. Like just burnt toast. Yeah. What's like, it's like, well, where do you think I'm at? I mean, yeah. I just joined the retail side, you know, working these long hours and just got introduced to what's called, I think it's called a uh, employee discount. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's uh you know, coming from selling accessories and being in cigar shops for 10 years, you know, uh-huh. I didn't really get to enjoy that that much. So my palate is my poor tongue. It's just like, would you stop already? Well, it's right. like coming back from the, from the Perdomo factory tour down in Nicaragua, they give you like sure. 20 cigars a day right? and you smoke mm. them all. And like, by the end of the trip, you're like, I, I don't want a cigar for a month. Right. <laughs> you're just like, right. I, just I can't up. fucking take anymore. Meanwhile, three days later. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Right. Okay. I'll smoke another one. It's, it's funny that you see, you, you make note of the, the employee discount, like, you know, B down here, you know, we have a great employee discount. It, I have the sure. reverse effect whenever I travel and I, and I go to a cigar shop and I'm like, Oh, right. This is what everybody else pays. Right. Yes. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> like, I'm not used to that. Sorry, everybody that's listening that's not part of retail, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were on that herf on Friday night when Kevin's up in that shop in New York, mm-hmm. and he's, like, listing prices because he's in a retail shop in New York. So it's all the New York prices mm-hmm. with all the New York taxes, and you're, like, going – why would you? Why would you live in New York and smoke a cigar? You're like going, holy right. shit! So I, I, so I sent him some money. I know. I fully expect to get like three cigars. No, I mean, oh god! You're just going, holy shit! The, the world must hate you. Uh, no. I was, I was talking to Zoe. Well, just, just think, Arkansas used to be that bad. No, it didn't. I was, I was about to say that Arkansas. I was going to say Arkansas pretty much decimated the cigar industry there for a while with our taxes, didn't they? It did they, for a while. It did for a while. It was really fucking bad. I guess about fifteen years ago or yeah. so, it was rough to be a cigar smoker then. Well, I was talking to so what are you, what are you, California, you, and the, California's worse, and oh, they, God, they're yeah. raising it again. Mm-hmm. Well, even Colorado's raising theirs. I mean, they 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 get plenty of tax money from the other smokable products that they have, but yeah. they're even raising their cigar taxes out yeah, there, and it's just crazy. it doesn't make any sense to me. We're a little spoiled, um, both on the Kansas and Missouri side. It's ten percent on wholesale. Yeah. So we 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 enjoy some really favorable taxes on cigars, and I, I'm not trying to not yeah. say that too loudly in case. Arkansas is about on par with, with Kansas and Missouri. And right. Well, awesome. when this drops, I will be in Missouri yeah. getting ready to tomorrow, go to a, sh- to a Martinez event at Riverman. Uh, at Riverman. Uh, we're going to meet some friends up at that. So we'll see. I'm, you, I know. I'm I know. Me. So many, so many cool people are going. Yeah. I just, I wish I could go, but uh, you're this gonna, is, you're gonna have a hell of a time without me. So, maybe even more fun with without me. We will make fun of you <laughs> mercilessly. See, that's the thing. I can't defend myself. No, that's, no, no. <laughs> you can't defend yourself when you're there. Uh, I mean, I'll try. <laughs> no, I appreciate, appreciate the effort. Give the old college try. You know? I know. Never mm-hmm. went to college, but I can, I can do that. True. <laughs> do you have a? Uh, Back on the cigar talk, wise. Do you sure. have a a a fond memory of a cigar or a or an experience <clears throat> with a cigar? You know, I was I was thinking about that today. Um, you know, probably the ones that I go back to the most being a sorry again, Mark, a uh, a lifelong Royals fan. Um, <clears throat> when they beat the White Sox in 2014 to finally snap the drought of going to the playoffs, yes, I grabbed an Opus X Lost City. And, you know, it's, it's one of those cigars that just the notes on it and the story behind it is just a really exquisite cigar. And I, I get them a lot more than I do smoke them, but it's one of those cigars. It's just like <clears throat> when I mentioned the people, the VSG, I mentioned it to our Ashton rep because he was talking about, you know, what's one of your favorites? And I brought up the VSG. He was like, what do you think about the ESG? I was like, well, that's, I'm one of those guys that if I get a unicorn, I'm probably in a couple of weeks because cigars were made to be smoked. Yeah. But there are some cigars I still kind of hold that upper echelon to that I want to have the enjoyment of having that cigar as a unique opportunity to remember that moment. So that night when they went into, they were going to be lined up to play the wild card game against the A's, which was one of the most incredible baseball games I've ever seen. Yep. You know, that that was, that cigar that night, I was working at Fidel's, I was in Westport, I was surrounded by Royals fans. I mean, it was, the city was blue. Everywhere you looked. It was an incredible, incredible night, and I'll never forget having that particular cigar. So that's that's probably the one that stands out the most. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm the same way. Like i I never thought I would live to see the Royals 
not 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 even just win the World Series, but just to go. And when they, you know, they well, it, they they lost in heartbreak because I mean I was one uh, whenever they won the first one. Uh, when gotcha. We, okay. When we screwed uh, uh, the the Cardinals, thank you, Mark. It God, was, who was that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Cardinals. He, he was definitely um, he was definitely out. He wasn't <laughs> safe, but uh, oh well, doesn't matter. Um, but like yeah, it is know, what that, it is. that was after and then after whenever they finally beat the Mets that year, like I I mm-hmm. watched it with my parents. Then I went home. I smoked a cigar. And then like the same way with, you know, the Super Bowl last year, I already had one sure. planned out that I was going to smoke. Like, you know, I, I put that shit in the universe. Like, all right, I'm smoking this. Right. I'm smoking this Perdomo 50th tonight because we're going to fucking win this thing. I'm right. And, you know, and that was, you know, it, it is. It's like whenever you have just a, a lifelong treachery of just losing and then you can finally, sure, sure. finally enjoy, especially with, with tons of people. Uh, yeah, I can definitely see see how that is. Yeah, you know, and when the Royals went to the World Series, so a couple little footnotes. Um, a mutual friend of ours, Garrett Calhoun, sent me a four pack of Davidoff, uh-huh. and I told myself I was going to smoke one after every time we won a game in the World Series. My brother, who was not—I grew up going to the baseball games with my grandpa. Fond memories of it. I when they beat the Mets. I was sitting in his old recliner. He's passed years ago. But my brother was not a baseball fan until he moved out to the Bay Area. And then he became a Giants fan when he moved out there when they were starting their run. So Garrett sent me this four-pack of Davidoffs. I think it was the uh, Claro, if I'm not mistaken. So four different sizes. And so I smoked one after every win. And then that fourth one was sitting there. And my brother and I bet on the last one that, you know, Either he would send me a cigar or I would send him a cigar. So he ended up smoking the fourth one on that one. But we came back the next year and they Giants haven't been back since, so it's okay. <laughs> well, we agree on the Giants thing. So we, yeah. uh, we're cool on that. Yeah. I'm not a Giants fan either. I tell you what, Garrett, no, no. Is, Garrett is one of the great guys in this industry and, and on the planet, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my. Oh, he's writers. a fucking staple. He is an absolute fucking staple. Yeah. He is one of my favorite people. Um, and um, my most memorable cigar also came from Garrett. Um, and so uh, um, I'm not surprised. He's one of those guys who is, uh, is just one, is just one of my favorite human beings. Yeah. So it was like, we, I mean, we, no, so we, we normally record on Sunday nights. And so he comes in the okay. shop one night and I didn't, I didn't know he was coming in. He walks in. I'm like, dude, like what the fuck? Like, Come here, right. like l- I, let me hug. Number you. one, if it's recently, you know, had, where's the rest of you? Yeah, where's like, the yeah, rest of you at? But like, you know, he was like, "Oh, are y'all busy?" But like, well, I mean, we're just going to record. But hell, we'll record later on in the week. So, right. so me, Mark, and Garrett sat back here for like three and a half hours, just yep. smoking, oh sure, cigars, just talking, and yeah. just Garrett's you know, he he's, I mean, he is he has some great stories. I mean, he he listens well. He is definitely one of the best. Not just reps out there, but just people in general. Yeah, like we, everybody up here really, really loves Garrett, and you know, you know, and Brandon and him have a you know good friendship, and you know, you've you've met B mm-hmm. a few times, yeah. and it's just yep. like it is. It's such a, I mean, I've I've always said like this community is the best, and it's not one of those yeah. things where I can just like you know lie about and be like, oh yeah, you know, this thing is best. No, this the cigar community is the best yeah. out there, just because of the people, because they will give anything. Yep. Um, you know, whatever they can or whatever they can't, they'll yep. make it happen. Yep. And Garrett's one of those sure. guys. Yeah. Garrett and I still remember the first night Garrett and I sat back here mm-hmm. for a couple hours and just compared concert notes. Mm-hmm. Oh God. 
And uh, mm. when I played, have you seen for two hours? <laughs> and let me tell you, um, I've seen just a ton of people and mm -hmm. I'm hard to play. Have you seen with? Cause I've seen everybody. Yeah. It, um, it also helps I, if you're a big wrestling fan, if you oh, want to talk to Garrett. Oh, yeah. Oh, because but he's yep. seen everybody. So him and I <laughs> yep. bonded that night. Garrett and I share that one as well. <laughs> yeah. He is, he's just an amazing guy with great stories, but also one of the most empathetic people you'd ever meet. So mm -hmm. one of my absolute favorite people. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he, uh, he's, he's awesome. And him and I, uh, and I, I, I have a picture on my phone. Mm -hmm. Him and I saw Eric Church together. Not it, it, we were one of fifty-seven thousand people who saw Eric Church at Nissan Stadium in uh, in Nashville together. And I have a picture of him and I back by the end zone uh, uh, at halftime of that show. Well, this was the first year I didn't see him in one of those crazy suits for the Arkansas Derby. He's God. He's such a cool dude. Um, but he's fun, <laughs> but I'm just going to warn you never play. Have you seen, cause you, you tried to play that night where with you, with your type of music and he had seen, he'll go to, he'll go toe to toe with me also yeah, in your genre. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Like, like you go, okay, well, so we're going to go away from country artists and now we're going to go like pop, <laughs> pop synth from the eighties. And then he's seen everybody what there. Mm -hmm. He's just seen everybody. Oh. And like, so then I'd like go, well, I've seen T swizzle. And he goes, yeah, I've seen T swizzle three times. I saw, I saw her once at the bluebird and you just go, he's a big she, Justin Bieber fan. He's a huge he, Bieber fan. I know. I was going to say, I was, I don't get it, but <laughs> he just loves it. And I'm the same way. That's I just fine. That's fine. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. But right. yeah, uh, like whatever. I said, a banger is a banger. You know, I mean, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. But well, he actually asked me that night. He goes, "You're not going to dog on T Swizzle, are you?" He said, "No, I, I'm not going to dog on anybody. If you can, if you're an, an entertainer, I'm in." I was right? I was talking to somebody on Instagram today because or the other day, and they were talking about uh, we're talking about music on one of the last shows, and he was saying, "You know, I, I can't wait to see." I think he he was talking. He was oh he was supposed to see like Limp Biscuit uh, uh, late earlier this year. Yep. And I even said, like, honestly, I don't care who I fucking see. I just want to see somebody yeah. live. I don't care right. what it is. Yeah. I just need to see something. Something live. I yeah. agree. Yeah, they've started doing these uh, drive-in shows, and somebody says, these are horrible, and I'm going, I don't fucking care. I just need to see. I, I, saw, I need to see somebody on stage with the guitar playing music. I saw Dance Gavin Dance do one of the virtual shows, and it was really good. I mean, it's, it, it was. Somebody brought that up to me, by the way. I was on. Uh, a conference call at work. Yeah. And we were talking. So, so I recommended Gabe Lee to one of the ladies on the call and she's going, Oh, I grooved on, uh, uh, Gabe Lee. And, and the guy says, do you have any recommendations other than dance, dance, Gavin dance? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, sure. Uh, I said the radiator King is but who I've been listening to recently. So, well, since we're on music, let, let's, uh, you want to knock that out? Absolutely. All right. So this uh, this week it was a it was our last ever li listener supported one. So we had the Smiths. Um, the Queen is dead. The Queen is dead. So I I I like Morrissey as a solo artist. I really like his voice. His voice is polarizing. You either like it or you don't. Yeah. It's very whiny, but it reminds me a lot of the Smoking Popes, um, which I really like. The Smoking Popes. Popes. You know, kind of a emo punk band up in Chicago. Um, the Smiths though, this is like specifically this album. It's very new wave. It's, it's new wave eighties. It's it's because that's what it was. It's, they were it's, clearly it's, in that genre. Oh god, yeah. It's it's emo new wave. E emo new wave eighties. Yeah. Um, but it I, is I, where it started. I 
I dug the album. I, I, I liked it. It has some really good ones. It was fond memories for me because I remember listening to this yeah. on the um, on the radio and um, on the eight track on <laughs> yeah on the eight track. <laughs> now we were listening to. For the record, this came out in eighty five, right? Eighty seven, uh, eighty five. I think it's mid eighties. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, eight tracks were gone by then, just so you can get the timeline right. <laughs> we were listening well, to I would it have on I would the fancy new technology called cassettes and CDs Ooh. by then. Yep. I were, know. CD, were CDs out then? Yep, they were. Um, but mainly cassettes. Well, they actually came out in the early, they didn't get adopted, but yeah, they were out in the early eighties. I'm in that, I'm in that weird age where yeah. I remember being at Walmart, my mom, my brother asked for a single. And my mom was like, what's a single? Is that a 40? Is that like a 45? Yeah. And my brother said, what's a 45? And I'm sitting here. I'm like, I have 45s. I have singles. So I, I bridge that gap where I've seen all the other formats and I've got yeah. the vinyl collections, you know, no more than 20 feet from us. But yeah. All right. Yeah. It was, yeah uh, the formats. formats were changing. And I, I do remember the yeah. CD singles uh, and the cassette single. It yeah. was weird time. But I, I do remember the Smiths. Okay. Um, I, this was not my type of music in that uh, terribly. So w- whenever I hear this type of music, it, it reminds me of playing GTA Vice City just because it was set in that nice, time. And nice, that's like, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the, the music it played, you know, Flock of Seagulls, uh, Devo, yeah. stuff like that. But you think we're going to have the we're going to share the same song? I'm I'm wondering if we are, and I'll go first to eliminate any doubt whether we. Okay. My my song off this is actually Cemetery Gates. (laughs) That's what mine is. Uh, I I think it's it's actually the most interesting song musically off this, and I I had a feeling we were both going to pick this. I like the. I wanted to pick the Queen is Dead because it's the most memorable song off this. That's the easy one though. It's the easy one, and I think the deep cut is actually um, Cemetery Gates. I there's one specific line in this song that I really like, a dreaded sunny day. Yep. Like that just, I, I think the lyrics in that song are much more unique than a lot of the yeah. other songs, which, um, you know, there's the goofy second song, which is the, mm-hmm. what is it? Dastardly Mr. Dank or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the, this album strikes, it's interesting <clears throat> and it, it was very, it was very nostalgic for me. Yeah. Um, and so I enjoyed listening to it again. Um, but that's the song that really struck me as the one that appealed to me most. Yep. Now Queen is dead was the song when I was a, was a younger man in college when this came out that I liked, but um, I, I was struck by two things. This wasn't as hard rocking as I remember it. this when I was younger. I, I remember the Smiths being a little more edgier and that's probably me transposing Morrissey over the top of this yeah. and some other stuff. Yeah. This is a more poppy album than I remember it. Um, but, uh, but I, that's the song I liked. Cool. Yep. Me too. Okay. So we are going to go three in a row of ours. Three right? in a row of ours. Okay. So um, there was something significant that happened this week. Uh, Van Halen? Uh, Eddie Van Halen passed this week. And Eddie Van Halen, um, we've, we've talked about how punk influenced me. We've talked about how country influenced me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't grow up in the 70s and 80s without being a straightforward rock and roll fan as a white male in America. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, if you don't like Van Halen and uh, Led Zeppelin, like we talked, I mean, that's, that stuff is a staple of, of American music and Eddie Van Halen, as much as David Lee Roth uh, is the front guy, but Eddie Van Halen is 
very easily of my generation because Clapton's not of my generation and, and Jimmy Page isn't of my generation. He's slightly old, older for them, although I love both of those guys, right? Eddie Van Halen's the guitarist of my generation, okay. and um, he's amazing. And he's, um, he's an innovator. He was an innovator. He's trans, you know, he really transformed a lot of what we did. Um, and so I, <clears throat> I'm an Eddie Van Halen guy. Um, that was a big loss. That's a big loss that we're not going to see him play much like Keith Richards is going to play until he's 500 years old. So, uh, <laughs> at least because, that's because at he's, least. he's pickled. He's, pickled. I mean, he's already yeah. embalmed. <laughs> he is. So, uh, I mean, Ozzy's donating his body to science when it's all said and done right. to figure out, you know, how he's been able to prove it. But I mean, <laughs> so, Keith Richards needs to go ahead and sign up for that program. So. Yeah. Well, Keith but, Richards but, is no, going to disappoint science. Um, Keith Richards is going to disappoint well, yeah, science. I mean, it's going to be cock- I mean, Keith Richards is after nuclear apocalypse is going to be playing guitar to cockroaches right. who are eating moon pies. I mean, that's <laughs> cockroaches just, are going to go nuts, though. It it's going to be a good yeah. blues riff. The, the roaches but are going to I tell you what, you know, it, you know, we we talked we touched on the political climate, and God, as much as I hate to say this, I I grew up listening to Eddie Van Halen, and I grew up. I, I first got introduced to David Lee Roth when he went solo and did Just a Gigolo. I've got Skyscraper on vinyl, the album he did with Steve Vai, which yep. I still think was David Lee Roth trying to do a middle finger to, you know, to Eddie Van Halen. Yep. But, you know, Eddie was just that guy that just in the pocket, solid every time. There wasn't really ever any controversy about it. Yep. And, and two things I want to mention. Um, the first being, how fucking glorious was it to see so much Van Halen stuff on social media for that 24 yeah. hours that he passed? I yeah. saw more, you know, that, that clip, that 13 minute span where he played 316 that he wrote for Wolfie to going into eruption, the whole nine yards. I mean, I can only imagine how many views that got in the 24 hours that he passed, but just to see so much Van Halen stuff knows number one, I've got the right friends, but number two, just to take a break from everything that's going on in the world yeah. and just appreciate the talent that, he provided for us, you know, for us to be alive when Van Halen was alive and Amen. performing and Prince and, you know, the list goes on and on. Yep. But, you know, and, and the second thing, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, when you were talking about being an American staple, the most, and I grew up watching one day at a time with Dolly Bertinelli too. Yep. So to see when Billy Eilish came out and said, you know, who's Van Halen and Wolfie's response. And I'm sure you guys saw it was the most class act response i think i've ever seen and just it just speaks to his upbringing and basically what he said was so um billy eilish was on a late night show i forget which one it was and they were naming off you know what do you think about this band or who are you influenced by and somebody mentioned the host mentioned van halen so i don't know who that is and you know it was one of those things where it was like how can a pop star or somebody who's on the radio say i don't know who van halen is and Wolfie sent out a tweet where he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said basically, if you don't know who Van Halen is, that's cool. It's great music. If you don't know who Billy Eilish is, that's cool. It's great music. And it, it wasn't a slap in the face. It wasn't anything. It was just a very high class, taking the high road. Nice. Everybody has their taste at the end of the day. And it, it, it spoke... Not only was it an amazing statement to make for such a young man, but it, it just spoke to his upbringing. Yeah. And that speaks to who Eddie Van Halen was as a person. You know, I've, I've heard people say, well, he's a jerk, he's a jerk. I've heard people say Dave Mustaine is a jerk. And that's, 
the overarching opinion that's out there. I watched Dave Mustaine walk into the cigar shop I was working in six, seven years ago, buy a box of um, God of Fire and hand everybody in that shop a stick and just sit wow. down and smoke a cigar like he was nobody. Wow. So, I mean, that's, it, it, it just speaks to who he was, who Eddie was as a person, I really feel, and just the outpouring of support from everybody that's come out there. It just, I was, I was really glad to see just that takeover Facebook. I, sucks the way that it happened though yeah, i just i've tough. heard more eddie van halen i've seen more eddie van halen posts and heard more about him than i have in the last 24 years and that yeah. part sucks yeah but at the end of the day we got to enjoy him while we were alive and that's that's really a blessing in my boat so johnny and i were debating which album to give you and so we went through a couple but i think i'm going to start with where it all started and go with van halen van halen the very first album that that released okay and go with Van Halen, Van Halen. And I think the, the the trend of this is going to be the fundamentals of rock and roll. So that, that's, what they, rock that's what your theme is? That's what it is. It's going to be fundamental. It was going to be old school country for you, but you, you got to pass. <laughs> that's, um, that's next month. That's next time. But what it's going to be is the it's going to be the fundamentals of rock and roll. And I'm going right. to start with what I consider one of the great rock and roll bands of all time. Just pure, straight ahead rock and roll. When Dave was under control mm-hmm. and Eddie was innovating, Van Halen, Van Halen. <laughs> All right, so so let me let me ask you this, Mike. We talked about it on our Discord chat um, the other night. Would Van Halen be as big if they went by the name Lee Roth? Lee Roth. Van Halen's a pretty damn cool name. That is a cool name. Way better Ooh. than Lee Roth. It is way better. It is a really damn cool and and and. and well, it is, and the fact that it's not a stage name is awesome as well. Um, you know what? I I got to say this. I think above all, in, in names for bands and album names are such a big part from what I've heard, one of the trickier parts to figure out. I still think at the end of the day, if you got Michael Anthony and David Lee Roth and Alex Van Halen on drums and Eddie Van Halen on guitar, call it the worst fucking band in the world. Literally call it the worst fucking band in the world. <laughs> right. And it's still, it's still, I mean, seriously, I mean, you can't get around it. I mean, you know, they, they put out an album called for unlawful car for unlawful carnal knowledge. I mean, fuck. I mean, it's, it, it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Talent is talent. Right. I mean, I realized it was Van Hagar or not Van Halen, but, um, no, I, I, I don't know if it would have necessarily caught on, but at the end of the day, it, it's tough to argue with the talent. The, those four together, just it, it's like Tool or Led Zeppelin. Those four, and I'm talking about the original four. Yeah. I mean, Van Hagar's got a place, but those original four, those four were put on this earth to play music together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that first song with that high pitch, like Foghorn Wine, then with the bump, 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 and then right into Running with the Devil. I don't care what you call it. That song's going to call to you every time because <laughs> that's just good old fashioned rock and roll. I mean that. I mean, their songs are awesome. So I. So what I'm getting for our picks on this set is we're gonna we're we're playing to each other's strengths because mine for you is old school country. No. What? Okay. <laughs> but what is your okay next to old school country? What do you really like? <laughs> A lot of stuff. You like a, you like a strong female vocalist. That's true. I'm giving you my three favorite female vocalists. 
Oh, Celine Dion. Fucking awesome. <laughs> Maybe, but no. <laughs> so the first one I'm starting you out with is Esperanza Spalding. Okay. Do you know she can hit is? the notes, but no. <laughs> yeah. Do you, no. Know, do you know who that is? No. Okay. So she is a jazz musician who okay. actually beat out Justin Bieber for best new artist and got a Grammy. Okay. And people cool. lost their shit. What she plays now doesn't really, she doesn't play what, like her music is, it, it's, it's progressed, but she is a traditional upright bass player. Okay. But she's a vocalist too. Okay. So you were getting a radio music society. You're going to have to send that to me. I will send that to you. Okay. But it, she is probably my... So I don't have to text you on Thursday. Yes. Can you send me the album? She is probably my favorite... Jazz? Just not jazz. She's my favorite jazz vocalist, but she's probably my favorite female vocalist. Okay. Like awesome. I, Look forward to it. I want to see her in person one one day, hopefully. Okay. But uh, yeah, so that's, that is uh, that is Sweet. yours. Awesome. That's great. That sounds good. I like I like something like that. That'll be fun. Yeah. I haven't heard her. Cool. Cool, well, cool, cool. You want to touch on these cigars one last time? Yeah. Um, I haven't liked this cigar at all. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> uh, You're burning your fingers. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. I'm I'm regretting not bringing my poker tools. Your, so that your I can, roach clips? My roach clips because I'm enjoying this right down to the nub. Um, the spice is gone. Oh yeah, totally. It, uh, the spice was a a first third. Yep, and then it's yeah, then it's not there. It's earthiness. It's uh-huh. it's um, it is uh, it's just been beautiful. I've enjoyed this. I still haven't cracked my box that's in my humidor here or in the locker here, but um, uh, Pete has knocked it out of the park again. The so. the retro on this is nice. You get you get a little bit of that earthiness. That really nice. That Sumatra wrapper. I mean, it's just this wrapper. It's it's a it's a little veiny has a little little bit of bumps but it's a it's for the most part it's it's nice glossy smooth yep. i mean another great in the monster line yep. it's uh it's not my it's not the favorite monster this, i mean this one is definitely getting high praise a lot of people are really really digging this one yeah. um but it's it's one of my favorite monsters recently i wasn't a fan of the bride um the tiff i wasn't a fan of um the michael I didn't like that one either, but like this one, wow. the, the Freddy, um, you know, the, the, so the past two of the five I've really liked, and this is, this is one of them. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see this one kind of come back and, yep. you know, and it, and it's honoring two years know, the, the, the first kind of actor that played some really big roles. The first Frankenstein, the uh, uh, mummy. I mean, it's Leo DiCaprio, Karloff. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, that's so bad. So bad. Yep. That's my job. So, um, we're going to do our, our question that we do. I didn't tell you this while we're on the phone call earlier. We're going to surprise you with our our stupid game. This is a little surprise game and then we'll get to. Oh, great. Yay. Surprises. So what we do is we, uh, we do a game. Um, and and, and to circle back real quick, I, I, I did, I did jog my memory. The, uh, the Jekyll. I remember really enjoying that for, for what that's worth. Yep, that's a good one. I do like the Jekyll, the Je- the Jekyll and the Hyde. Yeah, I like I like the Jekyll more than the Hyde. That was you a did. good one. Um, yep. So the surprise you like the evil anyway, one. Anyway, throw it at me. <laughs> like the, like the evil one. <laughs> so what we do is we we play this game. It's called Million Dollars Butt. We ask you a question, and you either take the money or you don't. It happens one time, but whatever happens, 
Happens to just, you repeatedly. Just happens to you repeatedly. So you get a million dollars one time, but then whatever happens Ooh. to you happens to you whatever frequency Aaron tells you. <laughs> so it's almost like a most like a would you rather kind of a deal. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Lay it on me. Million dollars. All right. But um <laughs> every time you spend the money, you get kicked in the shin by a by a determining animal. So like the lower amount the money you spend, the smaller the mm. animal. So like you spend two dollars, you get kicked in the shin by a cat. You spend a hundred thousand on a house, you're getting kicked by a bull. So the more you spend you realize bigger, if a bull the, kicked you in the shin, you would break your leg. Yes. So the bull's at a hundred thousand? Yeah. Fuck so this if, game. If, yeah, I agree with that. What's a quarter of a million? Okay, well, yeah, we'll, I mean, okay, we'll, 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 okay, we'll, we'll, we'll say bull. Because I'm, 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 I'm trying to figure it out. I was like, you know, because okay. 100000 on a house. We'll say a, we'll a decent say a house. Bull. But I'm like, what if I just said, a, let's just say a million on a house. What, yeah. what, would, the, uh, what would the consequence Fine, we'll, be? We'll say, a a bull. Bull. we'll say a bull is the top then. Whatever. So, I mean, what's somewhere between a cat and a bull? I mean, like a like a llama. A, a llama. A llama is like what twenty grand. Will you get kicked by a llama for twenty grand? I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. You know what? Here, here's what I would do, and here's the thought process behind it. Um, you know, I I really like the house that my family's in. We we do own it. Um, but a million dollars can build an incredible one story with ramp access house that I think I could still enjoy at the end of the day. How's that for an answer? <laughs> and especially a million dollars in the Midwest will get you a long ways. I mean, it'll get you far. And, and like I said, we'll make it one story. We'll make it ramp accessible just in case I don't recover. <laughs> you know, if I got to amputate, I got to amputate. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody that's confined to a wheelchair, but at the end of the day, play, hey, playing that you know, long, hypothetically, hey, playing that long I, con, if you don't have I, shins, I, you, I, mean, I will, I will play the long game on this one and to be able to live constantly without a mortgage payment for the rest of my life in a house I really enjoy. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it too, but I'll try to like not spend it in big increments. And I'll just get kicked by a, a cat. What about you? Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What if I took a mortgage out and just, you know, let's say the payments are, you know, a few thousand a month for this million dollar house? Oh. What if, yeah, I mean, you, we all already own houses, so we could stay in our current houses and then yeah. we spend a couple hundred in groceries a week and we conceptually already have a car that we is okay never spend a lot of money at the end of the day you're going to get kicked in the shin every damn day yeah is right. it is it worth it uh, oh every day i mean if you spend the money every day you're saying no i'm just day. okay okay for the rest of your life okay i mean because okay i just i just want to make sure i want to make sure i i i I heard the question correctly. Is it something that's going to happen every day? Just when I spend the money just or you, something's going to happen to me? Just when you spend the money. So if yeah, you spend no, I'm, I, I'm every time you spend that a little bit of that million dollars, you're going to get kicked. In you're going to get kicked. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if my house payments, you know, let's say for a million dollar house, I don't know what that figures out to, but let's say $10,000, you know, would I rather, you know, get kicked with by a kangaroo, you know, every month when I'm writing that mortgage check or, <laughs> You know, get kicked by a bull once. I mean, that's really a bull. Of you know, either way, either way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would do it. I would do it. I would I'm, do it. I'm, I'm the same way. I would do it. I'd probably be able to find a way around it. So I suppose this one I would do. That's your first yes in like 
two months. I know. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You got the, you got the softball, huh? <laughs> All right. Where can everybody find uh, your shop up in KC? Just you know, tell us where everything can be found online and in the city. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, our Instagram is Local Torres Cigars. We have a Facebook page, Local Torres Cigars, and that's L A C U L T U R A Cigars. Um, LocatorCigars.com. I'm available personally on Locatorus Cigars Mike on Instagram. Um, if you're in the Kansas City area or if you're visiting the Kansas City area, we're super easy to find. If you're coming up to I 35 right before you get I 70. We're exit 1C. We're in the uh, west side of Crossroads. We're at 514 Southwest Boulevard in Kansas City, Missouri. Yep. So Absolutely. How, how far you, now you, you're like right on the cusp of Westport now? Or are you in, uh, are you we're in a little Westport? Bit, no, no. We're actually outside of Westport. I used to work inside of Westport um, right now. So Westport, when you're coming into Westport, you've got to take an exit off, drive through quite a bit of the city. You can actually see our neon sign lit up from I-35 right before you get to I-35, I-70. If you're coming from the west and you get onto I-35 south where that one exit you're always trying to get off of, where that exit, um, exit uh, 20th Street. So we're we're really easy to find if you're familiar with the Kansas City area. Awesome. So we've got a 2,500 square foot. We've got a uh, 120 lockers that, believe it or not, only being open for a couple weeks, we've got the majority of those rented out. Um, we still have some available. We've got 24-7 access, um, or all access, I guess I should say. So basically, if you get electronic access to all but the retail part of the shop, um, anytime you want to come in at certain membership levels. So it's, it's all on our website. Um, anything that's available in the shop is available on our website. So we've got a great um, sampler right now, the Buy Core or Smoke Core Get Rewards, where basically you buy 15 Roma Craft Cigars, you're getting two of the Craft 2020 that were only available in 10 shops across the world for free. Um, we've got the Hochu Urbano Global Exclusive, the uh, Toro Prensado that I mentioned earlier. So just a great lineup of cigars. We try to be, um, we've got the mainstays that everybody's going to come in and ask for that they know, but we pride ourselves on being, um, to coin a phrase from Don Wiggins down in Texas, we try to be boutique as fuck. And I, I did ask him first <laughs> if I could use that. And he gave me his blessing. Don's a great friend. Um, but no, we're just, we're just trying to do something different in Kansas city. And if you get a chance, if you're a cigar smoker in the Kansas city area, we'll welcome you with open arms. We'll find a seat for you and find a cigar for you to smoke. You've also got some killer swag too. I know for everybody out there who is like a, a, a craft beer drinker, like you said, your wife is, you have some nice growlers, mm-hmm. some really sweet looking. We've growlers. got, you know, that's, that's a funny story on that one. Not that you probably wanted to get me going here again, but um, those are made by Eco Vessel. Um, so the gentleman that's actually invested in that company, a gentleman by the name of Tim Webster, that I worked with at Zycar for my my entire tenure there, and he actually uh, started a private equity firm after he left Zycar and um, after the buyout, and that was the first company invested in was Eco Vessel that Romacraft has, and then we jumped on board with that with our logo on it. We've got Savoy Humidors, our logo. We've got Zycar Cutters that are logo. It's a great, beautiful logo that we want to get out across the world. Yep. So we've got the opportunities for you to do that. Yeah, sort of some re- some really cool stuff. Now, is your building the one with the the giant Janelle Monet, uh, Monet picture on it? That is that is the one. Okay, so again, she is. I don't know if she will make my list, but I think you need to check out Janelle Monet. 
Um, okay. but it's, it's a huge mural. I mean, I'll, I'll post a picture on our Instagram, uh, so you can see it. You yeah, can't, please you, do. you can't miss it. It's a beautiful, no, you can mural. see it from the highway. Yeah, I mean, a, you can see it right mural. from the highway. Oh, okay. it's, it's great. So it's cool. So, I, I saw, I didn't know if that was near the building or if that was the building. So that's cool that, that, that no, it's right mural. on the building. It's if you've got the 24 seven access, you're actually right by that mural when you walk in our parking lots right there. Okay. Um, and the cool thing about that is, and I, I don't remember the artist's name off the top of my head, and that's embarrassing on my part, but the artist is um, a graffiti artist that's well-known in his circles and outside of it as well. But he's originally from Kansas City as well. So he came back home for a while, just much like you, um, and actually did that mural of Janelle Monet, who's from the Kansas City area as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to do, you know, we've got so many comedians and actors, you know, Jason Sudeikis and um, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd, and uh, God, the names are just escaping me. But we've got—I I would love to see a mural of those guys done. But you know what I've told the guys is, I, I would love to see those because the highway-facing part of our building is all graffiti murals um, or graffiti artwork, I should say. But I—I I told the guys I was like, why we don't have just cigars across the side of our building with an arrow pointing down with, you know, however many cars drive up by 35 every day. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. No, it's a, it, I can't wait to go up there and actually see it in person and get a picture taken in front of them and, and, and see Swinney and, and Ben again. I mean, yep. it, it's funny because Ben looks like a elongated version of me with that beard, like, like mine. Well, and it's what I told him. I, I showed him your profile picture earlier. I was like, this guy's got a beard that might match yours. And when I, when Ben and I worked his first today, first day as a spack, and I actually trained him, and he admits that as well, he was clean shaven, and it was the last time he was clean shaven. And I had a beard about similar length as yours at the time, and he was like, "Well, this guy can grow a beard." And then he, I don't think he's had a haircut since. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's all the way it, it's it's getting it's it's way past the nipples. It's getting into that belly button region. But yeah, yeah it's it's very impressive, and it's just as red as yours, Aaron. I mean, it's a very impressive beard. But yeah, we can. Let me put you on the hot seat here. When are you coming out? When are you coming home? Um, for the uh, for the uh, uh, Super Bowl parade again. There you go. That's a good answer. <laughs> Calling my shot. That's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, ho- now, and I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you this: we are literally right around the corner from Union Station, so that would be a nice. That would be a good time to come up. Oh, awesome! Nice. Yeah, so yeah, that's perfect part of town. Hopefully, uh, hopefully before the end of the year. Um, hopefully. Um, I've actually, you know, awesome. I, I took off all this week and so we're, we're going to Ikea in Memphis tomorrow. And I, and I told Mo, I was like, you know, there's an Ikea in KC. I was like, we can go up there, there for like two days and come back and, you know, we're not missing any time yeah, from absolutely. work. It's just, uh, nope. I don't know. We'll see. It's a nice, easy I, trip. Yeah. You get the barbecue done, I can, hang I can, out, have cigars. We'll, I, yeah. I can edit this on the road while she's driving or whatever. You know where there's also an Ikea. We'll let you, we'll let you stay as late as you want. <laughs> We can recommend some hotels right around the corner. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of options for oh, you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 it has to be soon because the last time I was up there was like December of last year. So it's, uh, okay. an, gotcha. an Ikea downtown St. Louis. <laughs> so I know, but honestly, nice, honestly, if um, I had my, if I had, like, I love everybody who's going up to, to St. Louis, but if I had my choice between the two, I, I got to go KC though. I mean, I'm just saying. Now, and I got to I got to warn you too, Aaron, as is, is, is a uh, fellow, let's say, plump gentleman. Um, town topic is a five minute walk from the shop. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. 
Kill I'm it. doing what I can. I'm Kill doing. It, I, I I I had a double cheeseburger just a couple days ago. So yeah. So. Do you do you remember? Do you remember the uh, the restaurant swingers down there? I don't, but it sounds interesting. So they're they're not around anymore, but they had this burger called the Dead Texan, and it was a double bacon cheeseburger, but each bun was its own grilled cheese sandwich. I'm not mad about that, man. Oh man, like, I'm not mad about that at all. <laughs> I wish they were still around. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. It sounds a fucking amazing. You're yeah, right. It doesn't sound good. Mark, it sounds fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound good at all. Uh, I, I'm not sure I'm in for that. No. Not, By the way, you've missed well, we're not the talking. Well, we're not talking like processed American cheese here. I mean, you know, put some provolone in there, maybe a little bit of cheddar. <laughs> no, no. Hell, honestly, what they, they did craft singles probably, but right. I mean, well, whatever. If you're you gonna do, I mean, if you're going to do it, do it right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're missing the most favorite famous Kansas city, uh, entertainer who Samantha fish. Oh yes. Fish is from up there. Have you, have you, have you ever got a chance to see Samantha fish? I have not in person, but I'm familiar. So she can jam out on a cigar box. guitar. She was, she played a show up at knuckleheads, I think Thursday. And I was watching some, some video of that and, uh, she was killing it. Yeah. We we're, we're blessed being in the middle of the country and being part of the no pun intended, but the crossroads in the country that yeah. we get some killer acts. Yeah, you know, I grew yeah. up, I grew up, you know, just outside of Lawrence and, and there was a, a small little all ages venue called the outhouse. And that's where, you know, black flag played before they really took off. And Nirvana played there for a $3 show and white yeah. zombie back in the day. And yeah, yeah. I missed all that stuff, but the tradition continues with places like Knuckleheads and the Uptown Theater and the Midland Theater. There's there's a lot of spots that still draw those amazing, amazing yeah. acts. That I've seen some good shows at uh, at Uptown and Mid uh, yep. Midland. It's, Re- Rev Room here. So yeah. we, you know, the great part about being in the middle of the country is that a lot of the bands got to drive through. So you get them, you get to see a lot of those bands in the smaller uh, venues here. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know no, when it's going to happen. I mean, I'll move back up to KC eventually. I don't know when it won't be just, anytime soon because, bought a house because I just bought a house, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. Plant your roots just to take off and pull it out. Right. Uh, well, that sounds like me. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, man, we well, welcome you home with open arms. Yeah. Well, I, I, I definitely know, uh, your shop will and the city will. And it's just, I, you know, I can't say good enough of stuff about, you know, what, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're part of the team with, with Swinney and Ben now Thank you. it's, uh, you know, Thank that, you. that shop, uh, you know, I've been there just a handful of times, but every time, every time I'm there, you know, it's, it's like, I'm a regular and it's, uh, you know, it's like, I'm part yeah. of the family and that's what, and that's the main thing of, of what everybody wants to experience. Because if you treat me that way, I know y'all treat everybody else that same way. And it's just, uh, it's one of those things that, um, you know, it's what we need more of in, you know, in this community, in this life, honestly, it's yeah. just, uh, you know, y'all are the salt of the earth and, uh, we, uh, you know, I, it's, I've been there a few times, so I can definitely say I appreciate it. I know Josh who, who, who's on our show quite often. It. He's been there a few times and, yeah. a, and a bunch of our listeners as well. And Mark will get your ass up there one day sure. soon. And, uh, but we, uh, we appreciate you being on, on such short notice, like literally just like four, oh, uh, four hours notice. So it's been awesome. <laughs> My absolute pleasure. Yeah. So when he came up to me, he was like, I've got a favor. <laughs> and I was like, lay it on me, boss. Yeah. No, this was great. Yeah. This is so, a long that was, it was absolutely my pleasure guys. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, 
I'll post uh, on the Instagram where everybody can find you. Make sure you check out the shop. If you're anywhere within the city, you know, check them out. You know, it's, you know, they, they've got a title defend on best cigar shop in KC. And that's, yep. you know, as, and as you heard, there's a lot of choices to go to. So right. it's a, uh, Coming from me, who has no affiliation with any shop, it's just one of my favorite shops that I've ever been yep. to. Uh, in, thank any, you for that. Any, anywhere, for that. anywhere in the U.S. Yep. So definitely check well, it thank out. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Tell, uh, make sure you tell Swinney and Ben and everybody else up there. I said hey, and I'll be up there pretty shortly. And when I do, we're going to do a tour of barbecue. So y'all better bring your. There fucking, we go. You better bring your fucking stomachs ready because I've got a lot of making up to do. So. Oh, don't you worry about that. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> we're gonna we're just gonna tour them all. Nope, we got it. We'll do it. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, we appreciate it. And uh we will see everybody next week. Good. Later.